hotter than average. Take the average. I'm hotter than average. I'm smarter than average. I'm funnier than average. I'm above, I'm an above average individual. I'm 33 and I look like young. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that I deserve an insanely rich guy. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. They're going to the bathroom. Y'all went to the bathroom? Hold up. Now go sit Get him, What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having tits. Definitely having an ass. Because I have your boob and you like, you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.
What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. This is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We are back in here. It is Money Day. Shout out to my brother who always says that. I'm sure Classy Beats will be in here. Shout out to everybody on Money Day in the building. Time to get paid. Just got paid. Classy Beats right on time. Friday night. Anyway, man. We're going to talk about broke chick economics, but we're not here to talk negative about women. All right. We're not here to talk negative about women. What we're doing is um, we're educating men on what to anticipate when they get into relationships. Okay. Or when they get into marriage or they get into pursuing women, what to expect when you're dealing with women on the economic front, because let's just be frank about it. Um, our economics are one of the most important things that we bring to the table. Although women are trying to say that they bring economics to the table. We're going to bust that myth up and bust up a couple of myths that you might think about women economically, gender pay gap and all of these things that you've learned that doesn't want to seem to die, even though it's been debunked. All right. And we're going to reference a couple of articles that when they show uh, women failing economically, how they throw in that gender pay gap, despite it being debunked. Now, I just want to say right now, if you clicked on this video and you got here and you're salty, you can leave. Go ahead and leave. Bye-bye. Because I really don't want you to be here. I really don't want you to be here. I'm not one of these guys that's chasing numbers. Okay, I'm not chasing numbers. I'm not chasing any of those things. If you don't want to be here, don't want to be here. There's hundreds of thousands of videos that are being uploaded right now to YouTube. I mean, right now, that will hit your suggestion box. That you can go watch. Bye-bye. I really don't care. I am here for the people who want to learn this information. And I'm also here because I'm the best edutainment program here on YouTube. So despite the fact that you might not agree 100%, you're still going to get entertained. So if you do want some edutainment here, you're going to learn. You're going to learn here. We're going to give you some edutainment as well. But this show does not promote hate or harm towards anyone based on their gender, relationship status, race, or class. The, the goal of this show is to promote healthy choices specifically for men and lifestyle finances in, in whatever men want to pursue. So that's what we're doing here, especially in these emotional relationships, because there's a lot of guys who need love and they think love is the answer. Love is all you need. All right. Love is all you need. And then they will pursue love before they pursue their finances. And we don't want no broke ninjas out here. You know, we played our tournament and we talked about broke ninjas. All right, we talked about, I can't, I despise broke ninjas. I mean, meaning these guys will do everything around trying to not spend money. Now, if you got money and you're cheap and frugal, that's one thing. But guys will try to pursue less. And then they will show me their panty collection as if I'm going to be impressed. I'm like, what? Who cares about your panty collection? 85% of them were busted Pillsbury biscuit cans anyway. Don't lie to me, homeboy. I've been around here for a long time. All right, talking about. You got 200 body count. Yeah, 85% of them were a waste of time. I could tell you that right now, okay? 85% of the, the body count that you have were busted. Broke, busted, and disgusted. <laughs> so who cares? All right, I only want to see the highlight films around here. Let me see some Let me see some Janet Jacksons, not no Freddie Jacksons. All right, let's get into the Super Chats and the early contributors to this show. All right, appreciate y'all for being here nice and early. And do me a favor, tap that like button in here. That gets this message, message out for more people and for more young men. Young men, y'all better listen. Y'all better listen to what's going on around here. All right, you talking to a vet in this game. Already know 
already know how things go. And I'm going to tell you, you young men, you don't got a lie to kick it. All right. You don't got a lie to kick it because a lot of content creators think they got a lie to kick it. All right. And this is why I don't roll deep with content creators because they be trying to lie. You know what I mean? And I'll be looking at them like, and they'll be like, we're going to teach Coach Adams game. <laughs> Bruh. You know, you pay for peace leave. Don't even try kicking over here. Why do I be going in on no content creators? Because they greasy. Because they think they got a lie to kick it. Yeah, man. You know, I'll be out here slanging the peace leave. I'll be out here running game. <laughs> Dude, you could not hang around when I was growing up, bro. We would have stomped your ass into oblivion with that bullshit. Get the hell out of here, bro. <laughs> You're running game. Never be running game on sisters. Never be running game on bad chicks. Always drunk women. Okay, got it. <laughs> drunk and coked out women. Oh, I'm impressed. Let me see here. Let me see here and be impressed by your struggling game uh, prediction. All right, here we go. Always running to drunk and coked out 304s. <laughs> oh, this is impressive. This, this is impressive, guys. You're really impressing me now. <laughs> I like those dudes. Those are the biggest frauds on YouTube, by the way. Game dudes. Game dudes got to be the biggest frauds. And then and then they end up married. And then they end up married to busted Pillsbury biscuit cans. I mean, nine times out of ten. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Anytime you see them in a picture with a woman, she busted. <laughs> Shout out to XL Pro Services, man. Says salute, Coach Gang in the building. Here we go. Anyway, the 1990s called. They want their game back. <laughs> so, ladies, if you join us, I just don't, you know, give the real about women. I give the real about men too, because there's a lot of there's a lot of goofy ass men out here, man. And then they, Derek Jackson. Don't even get me started, Derek Jackson. Oh my god all right shout out to speak it did i get everybody speaking my mind say coach can you discuss fu money on the next blue chip mindset appreciate you man uh fu money yes sir we did discuss fu money briefly we'll see figure out if we can discuss that all right here we go man shout out to you teddy kgb coach been seeing an older chick in my roster despite the luxurious social media presence she presents she makes $50,000 a year. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> 50K a year and is paying student loans from 1996. She's broke as hell, free agent, lifestyle for life. And if I haven't told you, oh my goodness, that. And ladies, guys, you know, a fee picture game, fee picture game out here. Uh, listen, again, I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm going to show you data to back this up. But based on broke chick economics, most women are broke. I'm, I'm afraid to tell you, man, this is this is going to be a sad moment. Most women are broke. All right. Um, and this is where there's a lot of projection. I'm going to play the um, I'm going to play the as the world turns music as we go on this one, because I'm trying to show my sensitive side. <laughs> most women are broke. And this is because they have broke chick economics. They don't balance their checkbook. They don't understand credit. They don't, don't understand mortgages. I'm going to touch on that. They don't understand the student loan process. They are victims of predatory lending via bankers. They see these women coming a mile away. They don't understand auto loan, loan purchases. And then they walk out here like they're going to do it. 
and they don't want to bring another guy along to tell them, hey, watch out here. They want to say, I can do it. All the women independent, throw your hands up at me. Yeah, they go to the car lot and they get finessed like a mofo. What is rule number one? What is rule number one of car lot economics? All right, shout out to my auto salesmen out here. I actually was an auto salesman for about probably about three months. All right, and I got my bag and ran. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> <laughs> I sold cars for three months, and that was all the education I need. That was like going through three months of what not to do on a car lot. Where do you get finessed on a car lot? Anyone? Anyone to my car salesman? Where do you most likely get finessed on a car lot? <laughs> I'm going to just let you know right now. Uh, here we go right here. Let's see if we can get it. There's about a five, 10 second delay. Where are your ass going to get finessed? People don't know this, but I know because, I, yes, there you go. Brock Landers right there. The finance department. That's where your ass going to get trade into. But the finance department is where your ass is going to get finessed. Somewhere in the back end of the hallway, all the way down in the back end, or downstairs, it's you don't see these guys. Like, you don't even know there's an office where they send your ass. All right? But during the entire process, they keep you up front. They let you test drive the vehicle. They have you there with the salesman. Everyone's really kind of like, you're looking at the salesman as if he's a predator. The salesman only has a few tactics that he can use against you. He can use the credit report a tactic against you. He can use the delay game, all right? He actually has the general manager that he has to be uh, beholden to. And the general manager, while he's delaying you and keeping you inside the office, the GM is working with five or six banks that he can get your loan finance. And if your credit is a wreck, he's dealing with the bottom barrel of the banks with high interest. So as they're delaying you, the salesman's delaying you, and the GM, he basically is trying to work the deal with the bank. Now, once they get you down to payment, because most people are payment shoppers, you're payment shoppers. Once they get you down to payment, because you're going to go in there, the vehicle sixty thousand uh, dollars for the vehicle. You're going to say, "I want a three hundred dollar a month payment." Okay, they can meet that, but if you do the math, that's going to take you fifteen years to pay off. All right, because you don't know anything about interest. Just to pay off the car at three hundred dollars a month is going to take you fifteen years, but you don't know because you're dumb. All right, the dumb shopper, the dumb payment shopper is going to go in there. I I want this payment, okay? Uh, 84 months, all right, 84 months. And then by the time you take on the interest, that's another three years of financing. Now, once they get you down to that deal, you're going to shake your hand, okay? <laughs> and then your dumb ass is going to go down to financing in which they're going to uh, proceed to finesse the hell out of you. Not only did you agree to a $300 10-year payment, now what they're going to do is they're going to tack on car mats, uh, glossy paint, paint protector, mats, radio, stereo, speakers, car alarm, okay? And then they're going to throw on um, uh, the the uh, the extended warranty. They're going to throw on shit that's going to make your $300 payment go to $450. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And you put no money down. You came in there with zero in your pocket. And not only are you fine because you put no money down, you're financing your licensing and your, your car title and your registration. Go ahead and take a bow and take that L and get the hell up out of here and don't come back. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my God. That's where you get tore the F up. I mean, but see, people don't understand that. And people don't understand it because they go with broke chick economics. 
All right. And you went in, you, you finance tax titles and tags. Oh, if there's one thing you don't want to finance is that. All right. <laughs> you didn't got run flat tires, all of that shit. <laughs> got to get my bag and run. <laughs> oh, my God. You got torn up down there. But anyway, hey, enjoy your Nissan Altima for, for like 12, 15 years. All right. That shit going to get repoed out here. <laughs> you going to get repossessed. And then she come out on Facebook. Got my new ride, Hyundai, Nissan Altima. A Mercedes C-Class. All right, go ahead. Yeah, you about killing it, lady. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, man. Hey, sometimes I go off. Sometimes I go off. Hey, I, hey, if I see a woman driving a new car, I know she got financed. I mean, I know she got finessed. <laughs> financed. I know she got finessed on that new car. When she got them uh, paper plates, I was like, I'll be like, you know she got torn up. <laughs> I know you got torn up. All right, shout out to, yeah, yeah, she better work, boy. You're going to be working your ass off for the next 15 years or pay that job. That's the last car you're going to buy until you're 55. All right, shout out to Warhammer <laughs> in the building. Thank you, man. Avid Hikers in the building. Yes, sir. Classy is back. He took the beats off, but he says, happy Monday, day, coach. Hope you had a good weekend, a great weekend. Shout out to the coach gang. Octavius Baker says, keep it up. All the car dealers are mad at me right now. <laughs> and then I ask you, what's the interest on your car payment right now? And she'd be like this. She'd be like this. Huh? What is the interest on your car loan? She ain't got no answer. <laughs> yeah. She ain't got no answer. That car going to get repoed in two months. I mean, sorry, two years. Within two years, that car going to get repoed. All right. What do you mean? What's the interest on my car loan? <laughs> like you got tore it up all right brolic sean says the best edutainment on the internet appreciate you brother yes indeed albert wesker xx's view on money is in six words i told you to do biden we're going to talk about that and touch on the politics of broke chick economics because a lot of times the way they budget their money and the way they expect money to come down raining on them like rain down on me they tend to be desperate in their voting, in their politics. So their politics will heavily lean on, which all politics heavily lean on economics, but their politics will lean on uh, this one word and we call it fair. All right, fair, which there's no thing in life is fair. Life ain't fair. Okay, but we're going to talk about that. Newski says, just became a Patreon, money well spent. Been watching the replays all day yesterday, knowledge for days. And if you didn't know, all right, appreciate you for joining Patreon over there. Patreon got exclusive, exclusive content. It's so exclusive. It's so much I don't even know. You got the members live streams that come on to YouTube members. They end up going over there. We discuss seeking arrangements. We go on to seeking arrangement. We break down the six types of women on seeking arrangements. We talk about how you to get finessed and swindle over there. Um, we talk about how that, that group of women that are going to this level, broke chick economics, are fading they're affecting the overall dating landscape. Okay. Cause a lot of the women over there, they're not, they're not nines and tens. They're some of them are fours, fives, and sixes. Some of them are over age, but they're going over there as a need. They're desperate, right? Or they don't want to deal with broke men. So they're like, at least I'll get something out of this. Right. And that's their hope, but they're never going to do very well over there. But the problem is these are people that are going to bounce back to you 
as marital uh, uh, opportunities, as um, potential dates, as potential girlfriends. All right. They're going to bounce back to you like this. And that's you. OK, it's going that that is what we're teaching you over there. We're not teaching you how to be a sugar daddy. We teaching you guys, guys, how how the spectrum works. At some point, these women will dabble in it for a little while and they'll be back dating regular Joes. All right. And you better watch out for this stuff. This is what we tell you. You better hire a private investigator to see if you can get that. What else is over there on Patreon? We also have um, the money mindset streams, which are about 30 plus streams of us breaking down financial arrangements, business, how to start a business, business as a YouTuber, how to get your paperwork in order in terms of everything that's going to entrap you and snare you in life. All right. We go through all of that. Yesterday, we talked about tangible investing. OK, tangible assets. And we broke it down. And one of our brothers over there, Philip dropped a huge bomb every now and then we have two some brothers drop a huge bomb on those streams that are life-changing because the guys are not only just listeners over there they're participants in the streams so they will drop and yesterday philip davis dropped a bomb over there bro i mean life-changing bomb so you you should listen to what's going on over there on patreon get there over there and uh to get the all of the content be at the top tier you can get some content at the lower tiers as well but the top tier gets the most content. All right. Leaf says an 18 year old posted online how she got away for getting a DUI by flirting only to get exposed that she was lying by the body cam footage type teen embarrassed by made up tale on YouTube. Check it out. OK, I'll come check it out. It's not part of the show today, but I've heard about this story, but she lied. She's saying she got away with the ticket, but I'm sure she was issued the ticket. All right. Um, Albert Wesker, what did you say? It scrolled up on me. He says most ex-exes expect to marry a rich man, so they never take time to understand money. Zoe's mentality best explains ex-exes' views on money, engineer or doctor. And so we're going to talk about that mindset because there's a pass of bailouts that women always know are there, a safety net in essence, that prevents them from aspiring to go all the way to the top, all right? And this does not just affect attractive women and semi-attractive women. Sometimes women who are probably at the lower scale of the beauty uh, scale, they'll somehow get dragged into this, well, I always can marry a rich man or one of the other levels of bailouts that men don't have. We either have homeless or prison at the end of the busted broke rope, right? All right, so in the event we go all the way broke, we have homelessness or prison. Well, unfortunately for men, women have a variety of variety of lanes that they can do or safety nets that they can participate in that will prevent them from going all the way broke. And this safety net sometimes prevents women from going all the way to the top. Now, Toriano Holiday is in the building. He says, good luck. Thank you, sir. But here's the deal. This never was an issue until there was a push to get women to be equally paid. So now because there's this dynamic that women can earn their own money and support themselves. Now there's a now there's a a kind of an idea that they they have their own money and they can do it on their own. But the problem is you still have the safety net. The problem is, see, this would never be an issue if you had men supporting women playing the secondary role which is important, but they're not out here trying to thump their chest and compete. But now when you put everybody on an equal playing field and you say, well, everybody for themselves, 
well, then they still come up short. And I'm going to show you this. All right, shout out to Jake Smith in the building. And let's get ready to roll on the show. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's go ahead and put up the evidence so we don't have this situation. And we got a great hitter to quit it, by the way. Sponsored by Dev the Gamer. Let's put up the evidence of what's going on here. All right, just so we don't get accused of spreading lies on the internet or trying to, did I put up the disclaimer? I took it down. Put up the disclaimer here. Because a lot of people here, you hate women. I don't I don't hate women. I like them. All right. I don't like the, they, the way they represent themselves. I don't like lies and facades. I break those down. But I love the women. So here it is right here. Student loan debt by gender. We're going to go through these because I got to lay down the groundwork before I get down to uh, laying down what's going on here. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? This is what they say. Student loan debt by gender, women face larger debt burden on the average than their, male, than their male counterparts. I don't know if you know this dirty little secret. Many women have student loan debt and they don't have the degree to go with it. Yes, that's a dirty little secret. There are women walking around in America that have student loan debt, and they didn't even finish their degree. Now, that got to be a slap in the ass right there. Now, that got to be miserable. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. It's no secret that the large student loan debt is a problem for many people. Americans collectively owe more student loan debt than the gross domestic product product. And almost every country, of almost every country, in that amount is only growing bigger over time. Okay, go to school. Get your degree. You can't be anything without a degree. More women are going to college than men. All of these things, they celebrate it. But now when the burden comes and they say, whoops, well, now that we push more minorities and women into college, these are the people holding the debt. What a trap. It says taking out debt is a solid way to finance a higher education and can even help a recent graduate establish a healthy credit profile. Um, Maybe not. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here. The American, the American Association of University Women. Estimate, is there an American Association of University Men, by the way? Nope. I didn't think so. They estimate that women hold nearly two thirds. And I don't act like this is the first time I'm reporting this. I've been reporting this in my book, The Evolution since 2018, but that's neither here or there. Estimated that women held nearly two-thirds of the U.S. student loan debt. That is approximately $833 billion. Today's number, because this was of 2016, today's number in 2022, they own almost $1 trillion of the $1.5 trillion of student loan debt. At $41,466 Five cents on average, black women owe, black women owe, black women owe the largest amount of debt. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Followed by white, Hispanic, Latinx, Latinx, what the hell is Latinx? I've never seen an X on the end of that. And Asian borrowers. We showed many graphs on this one. It is dismal. So if, uh, if if you do have a partner who is female that is trumping up her degree status, you often have to ask yourself as a man, 
who is trying to select partners and mates. Does this person have debt? The answer probably is yes. There are people that went to school in the 1990s that still have debt. They do. There's people that went to school in the 1980s that still have debt. What, let's talk about this, though. Alongside that, alongside that, we're just giving you an economic situation here. I know people get a little salty when I show a mirror to them. It's pro Browns are offended. <laughs> I don't even, I didn't know. Anyway, anyway, sorry. I, I, hey, sorry, man. The Latinos coming after me, man. He says most Latinos have never heard of that either. I never heard of it. All right. So anyway, women in spending, despite the fact that they're in this steep student loan debt, they're in trouble and they voted their politics this way. Women in global spending, women control over $31.8 trillion in worldwide spending. Women in the United States of America, women make up more than half of the U.S. population and control or influence 85% of consumer spending. 85%. 85% of... 80... Now, guys, when they say control or influence, this also means the money you spend and I want to just go ahead and go to full camera right here. Even the money you spend in the dating economy where you claim you don't pay. Okay, so they count the money that you don't pay to access women. All the cologne, the Gucci belts, the jeans, the ripped jeans, the t-shirts, the button-ups, the caps, the ball caps, all of the cars, all the apartments, all the other bullshit, the shoes, the gaiters, the suits, the color, all of that bullshit that you guys buy, they tab that as control or influence. Mr. I don't pay. See, even they're smart enough to figure this out. You buy stuff because women influence you to buy stuff. And it influences you to believe that it's going to influence them to open their legs to you. The purchasing power of women in the United States ranged from $5 trillion to $15 trillion annually. Women control more than 60% of all personal wealth in the United States. How? <laughs> women control. Well, how? Would that be through marriage? How do women control? You're going to see the hypocrisy in this in a minute. Okay, women control more than 60% of all personal wealth. <laughs> what the fuck? Women purchase over 50% of traditional male products, inclu including automobiles, home improvement products, and consumer electronics. Approximately 40% of women uh, working. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. My microphone's in the way. I think I know how to read. Approximately 40% of U.S. working women now out earn their husbands. All right, there we go. 40% of U.S. working women now out-earn their husbands. I mean, as you can see, they're laying a very horrible trap here. All right, so now, now we have the gender pay gap. Everybody's heard about it. Uh, obviously, people have ridden, ridden the wave on this gender pay gap, despite the fact that it's been debunked. Even Forbes magazine has debunked it. Debunked, debunked. All right, we have all been accustomed to the idea that women make 78%. Uh, 78 cents to the man's dollar uh, for the same job, which is, come on, man. 
Mm. Everybody knows that's a myth. I mean, listen, if I'm a company, why would I ever hire a man? All right, I would fill my office up with women, but then we'd know what happened to the company. All right, so uh, women make 78 cents to a man's dollar. All right, uh, according to Forbes magazine, this show is hitting hard, right? It says right here, using, quote, using the statistic that women make 78 cents on the dollar as evidence of rapid, rampant discrimination has been debunked over and over again. This is in Forbes magazine. This statistic doesn't take into account a lot of choices that women and men make, i.e. education, years of experience, and hours work that influence earnings. Okay, so this is they they go into this and and go into there and strongly debunk this. This is not a stream to debunk gender pay gap, but it's just a demonstration to show you the hypocrisy that where they're going to say women typically earn 78 cents to a man's dollar. However, they control or influence 85 percent of consumer spending. They control more than 60 percent of personal wealth in the United States. They purchase over 50 percent of traditional male products. Over 40 percent of U.S. working women are now out earning their husbands. How do you actually how do you actually uh, take those stacks and put it against the gender pay gap? It's actually hypocrisy. But our country is so steeped in victim mindset that people will actually celebrate the two. They'll mix and merge the two. And then when you call out the contradictory of both, then you you have people going like this. Huh? What? Because they don't think most people are knuckle draggers, mouth breathers and ham and eggers. All right. So uh, they don't think they let the media think for themselves. All right. So. You also put in the student loan debt and you say, well, if these women make X amount of dollars, can you actually look at their balance sheet and see if they're in the red? People actually looked at that and they came up and they said the average net worth of certain individuals is $5. Even though she makes $85,000 a year, if you looked at her balance sheet and her net worth and what she owns in terms of uh, real estate, property, income, investments, if you took that, their net worth is close to zero. So a lot of people will hide behind this. I make $80,000 a year. I'm strong and independent. But when you look at their balance sheet, when you look at what they actually make or earn or keep, it's very minimal. All right. So now. You want some more stuff? We're just laying down the facts here. Here's a woman. Oh, can you see this? You can. All right. Good. Thank you very much. Lack of savings has high costs for women. March 2021. So we just heard of all of this stuff in the chat. We got this. We got that. Well, what's going to happen is this. Let's give me let's make this larger. Overall, women's financial health trails behind men's. Wait a minute. I just heard <laughs> approximately 40% this blah blah blah, but now when you look at numbers here, overall Women's financial health trails behind men's. Even you broke ninjas. Even you broke ninjas. As a result, women often turn to high-cost financial services that could be avoided by establishing emergency savings. Hear this one. Nearly half of women, 47%, cannot easily afford a $400 emergency expense compared to just one-third of men. All right, so, so much for equality there, all right? So much for equality. When it comes down to this, and of course, in America, there's a lot of broke people, right? So 
we're, we're, we will acknowledge that there are some broke ass men out here too. But even when you uh, compare the two, more almost half of women compared to a third of men, that's significant, all right, when you're talking about millions of people, all right? We're talking about hundreds of millions of people, all right? When you're talking about this statistic, this is significant. You might say it's close, but this ain't close when you break it down by the numbers, okay? What about this? Survey says less than half of women in the United States invest in the stock, stock market. Just 80, just, I'm sorry, just 48% of women currently invest in the stock market compared to 66% of men according, according, sorry, I can't read today, according to a uh, nerd wallet survey. Okay, so not only are we making more money, 40% of women making more money, when, when it talks about long-term investing, when it talks about long-term investing, we're not getting there. Women tend to live longer and earn less than men, increasing their need to put money away for the future. You will rarely hear a woman talk about her investing. I mean, the closest you'll get is 401k. The, the, the closest you'll get is 401k. That is about it. After that, savings, emergency fund, um, any of these particular things are very rarely discussed when it's, it's much more important for them. Why? Because they have a safety net. Savings towards a long-term goal is great, but investing can make your money grow over time. Over time, meaning decades. And while more than half of Americans say they currently invest in the stock market, this is only true for 48% of women compared to 66% of men, according to the Nerd Wallet Survey. Okay, we can go into more in depth there, but we're not gonna spend much more time here. Cryptocurrency, the most current rage right now in terms of investing. How much did women participate in cryptocurrency? Twice as many men as women invested in cryptocurrency. Roughly 19% of women age 18 to 29 say they invested in, traded, or used cryptocurrency compared to 43% of men. So it looks like more men were looking at this as a potential investment, whether it was true or not. That's up for debate, but men were trying to, in this age group, say, hey, I'm going to look towards the future as opposed to today. I'm going to take what I have today and leverage it to see if I can have something better in the future. When it came down to women of the same age, 18 to 29, they passed on it and went and invested in eyelashes and fingernails instead. Okay, so when it comes to investing, looking into the future, Women tend not to do it at a younger age, and we're going to explore why. How about this? Home ownership, gender gap, single women own more homes than single men do. Interesting. Now we have it tipped to where we got the home ownership, and then they are doing more home ownership than men, despite the fact that most of these homes are probably not resellable. Most of these loans are underwater. All right. Most of these houses are one bedroom, three bathroom townhomes. Neither here or there. I don't know. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. In much of the U.S., single women are outpacing single men when it comes to home ownership. This may be somewhat of a surprise given that women in the U.S. make on average 81 cents for every dollar men earn. They won't let it die, will it? They're going to let that die. <laughs> Nonetheless, the U.S. Census Bureau data analyzed by LendingTree shows that single women 
or more likely than single men to own a home in each of the nation's 50 largest metros. Okay, so tends to be that single women will go in and buy homes. However, a lot of these homes do get foreclosed on. <laughs> I mean, can we talk about the results of these homes? Are they sellable? Can we talk about a lot of these loans are established? I Listen, I've worked in mortgages. I've seen people come up with some creative stuff to get people uh, finance for loans. All right, especially they see women coming. Hey, you want a reward for this? And so you go for no money down, a five-year adjustable rate mortgage. Uh, around the same time as they're going to hike the interest rates, you go in, uh, interest only, no principal paid for five years. Uh, you, you hit the five-year mark, balloon payment, and then all of a sudden the house gets foreclosed on. I mean, any little thing can set them off, all right? The HOA dues can set them off. I mean, because there's not a lot of anticipated expenses. No one really educates them. Uh, the HOA bills are due, and then they put you or they put a lien on your property in which you cannot sell it anymore until you settle up with the HOA. You also have property taxes that hit you. You missed those two property tax dates, and now they are putting a lien or they're foreclosing on your home. A lot of people get into reverse mortgages. I mean, home ownership is a trap for people who are ignorant. All right. And a lot of people are ignorant of home ownership. They think it's just as simple of um, I, I own the home. I'm in the driver's seat. Um, no, you're going to get your ass real, reeled in really quickly on home ownership. And a lot of people just jump into it and they don't have anything going. They don't put any skin in the game. They put the lowest amount down. Um, they fall for these no money down, low money down uh, schemes on the Internet. They got a lot of predatory lenders out there and these women get finessed. All right. They get finessed all the time. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been a part of it. And it's an ugly game. All right. It's a very ugly game. So I've seen women have to evacuate. their. Uh, they get evicted and uh, the bank comes closing for that uh, property pretty quick. It's, it's sad. Uh, it's sad. So anyway, now that we laid down the groundwork, I'm going to do the super chats. We're going to play a hit it or quit it. And then we're going to get into what you men need to look for in relationship to this broke chick economics. All right. I'm going to give you the steps to deal with because here I'm I'm here to educate young men. I'm not here to talk bad about women. All right. I just laid down the groundwork. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. A lot of them are in bad shape economically. All right. This is why they start doing the, the, the tap dance of I'm progressive, but men should pay for dates because then that affords them to be able to go out on 15 dates in a particular month. But that's going to prevent you from going out on 15 dates. Right. You're not going to finance 15 dates. All right. Just to see like, you know what I mean? But they can go out on 15 dates because then they've convinced you that you must you must pay for the date. I mean, that's a tremendous advantage in mate selection. Right. You're going to go broke before you can figure that out. So anyway, um, just the, on just on that base level of understanding what's going on here. This is why they play these tap dancing games back and forth between there are feminists and now. They're a damsel in distress, all right? It's not because of a man and woman thing. It's a broke economic approach to life thing, all right? And now they have that feminist thing to leverage on. So anyway, ETC, ready to work, says, good morning. Coach and the coach gang started a healthy, new healthy journey because of watching you and leaving the results up uh, up to time, right? And he says, 300 pounds at five foot nine and 55 years old. Pray for me, men. Clean food and water only. Shout out to you, free agent life for life. Let's get it on, man. That's what we're doing, man. We are, we're trying to get men to be healthy in their minds, spirituality, and also their finances. Although I'm on the dark side. Shout out to the dark side. Mm -hmm.
Shout out to John. He's back in the building. Thank you for that super chat and contribution. I paved the way, says, would be lost in this world without the free agent lifestyle. Shout out to Coach and the Coach Gang Gang in the building. Thank you, Kane. Owen, six in the, he says, six in the morning, straggles at my door. Fresh Shadita squeak across the bed's fruit floor. Shout out to Ice-T, CGA up early and at it. All right. Wellsy Drummonds, haven't caught you live. Haven't caught your live stream in a while. Shout out to you and the coach game. Thank you, Lucifer Ratzinger. The Democrats will get a welfare program for them. There's a welfare program for them. We're going to talk about that as in one of the stages of bailouts. Big Gucci Watch. First time contributor paying a little tuition. My wife hates me listening to you on a daily and it cracks me up. I'll probably be a free agent soon. I can't wait. Shout out to you, man. Hey, um, I don't know if you know. Shout out to the big Gucci watch, man. And shout out to your wife, too. Shout out to your wife. And uh, when you become a free agent, tell her she can send fee pictures to me. But uh, not until you're divorced. Hey, by the way, the reason why. They don't want you to listen to a program like me is because I educate you to actually think for yourself. All right. So a lot of times your motive is to keep the woman happy and to satisfy her. And then they want to keep you plugged in and programmed to all of the goofy stuff that you normally watch. She'll sit there and watch feminist programming right there next to you and watch all of these girls dump on their chest and talk about this and talk about what you'll sit there and watch that with her and you'll be quiet like this. And you'll just overly consume it. But, but the minute you get something to free your mind, guess what happens? <laughs> what? You shouldn't be watching that. Because I'm waking your ass up. Yeah, they'll, watch, they'll sit there and let you watch The View. You'll watch The View all day long. All of their goofy little romance movies. All of their goofy, goofy uh, bad girls clubs and feminist propaganda and Kardashians and all that stuff. You got to sit there and watch it. All right. As soon as you hear something like this, they they sit here and go, no, man, that's going to wake you up. That's going to empower you to think for yourself and think about the deal that you're in. At least I want you to get think about the deal that you're making. And I don't want you to make it a moral conversation. I'm not a moral person over here. And I think people that hide behind their moral high ground are oftentimes broke. They don't have any goals and they're plugged in. So if you want to make this a moral argument then that's a different show. I'm not here for your morality or mine. I'm not here to prove what who should be doing what under the eyes of the Lord or none of that stuff. Soon as you bring that into the conversation, then I get to do a hatchet job on your morality. Okay? Then I get to do a hatchet job on your spirituality. Okay? Then I get to say, are you living this part of the Bible? Are you living this part of spirituality? Don't come to me because I'm a hatchet job. And when I do a hatchet job on your spirituality, uh, I take no prisoners. All right. So do not bring no moral argument over here because I will tear your ass up. All right. With that, then the gloves come off. You think the gloves are off now? All right. Don't if you bring your morality over here. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions that will prove you a hypocrite and a lukewarm Christian. OK. Mm. <laughs> this ain't no moral argument, bro. All right. Shout out to Hashim Shabazz. Coach. If I had a penny for every woman driving on temporary tags. That's a whole nother game. Them temporary tags, bro. Expired ass tags. Woo. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. 
I don't even want to go into that one. All right. Somebody says, what's wrong with a person having a disciplined life? What discipline and morality are disconnected. People need to understand where they need. They need to put morality in its proper place. Discipline has no basis or or basis in morality at all. Morality is very subjective. That has nothing to do with discipline. You can be very disciplined and not live in some sort of uh, under some sort of guise of what what's moral. All right. I can take you through history and show you the same people who are we're living under their book of moralness. And they was chopping heads off, forcing people to live under this uh, Puritan life. OK, they were chopping heads off to get you to convince this that this is the right path. So uh, come on, man. We need to understand what's going on here. Um, Shout out to <laughs> Hashim Shabazz talking about the temporary tags. Where are we at? Taco Pancho, the woman, will get 7% interest, 84 months, no money down on a Camry, and then say they got a good deal, give them the buzzer. 100%. And shout out to the conquistadors out here. If you really want to know, that's why a lot of people are doing what they're doing when they go to places of worship on Sunday, the conquistadors. <laughs> Don't let me bring history in here. Book burning. Chopping heads off, crusaders, conquistadors. Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to Edmund Dantes. He says, Google is now hiding divorce statistics. It says 4.1 per 1,000. I didn't ask for the general population. I asked for the divorce rate. Price is dead wrong, 100%. I always, I do, I, I, look, when, whenever you ask for divorce rate, they give you that old ratio. All right, I'm not, I didn't ask for a ratio. I asked literally for the divorce rate. I want to get a number. Shout out to the last one. Lucifer Ratzinger says, embrace the free agent lifestyle. Keeps keeps you some, wait, keeps you for some, wait, wait, keeps you some young peace leave around. He says, embracing the free agent lifestyle keeps you some young peace leave around. Shout out to the junior college girls in the building. Here we go. And he sends another contribution. Hey, I'm going to get to the show. You know what? Let's do a little bit of hit it and quit it. All right, let's do it. And it's sponsored by Dev the Gamer. I know he's in the building today. Shout out to Dev the Gamer. We got probably eight or nine. Uh, we got a good. We got a good crew today. We got a good crew. Yeah, that beat is fire. I gotta play that again. That beat is fire. Game time. You know, I do this to loosen up the show a little bit. This is to loosen up the show. All right. You know, because I be coming with hardcore facts. Y'all be like, this dude, I have a little fun. <laughs> I have a little fun. Today, Dev the Gamer. Shout out to Dev the Gamer. He's got a great list. And hopefully these ladies have some good feet pictures on here that I can consume. All right. Have pretty feet, ladies, and get the back of them heels while you're at it. All right. We're going to start off with a, and he got, he's got a good mixed group here. I will give him credit for that. Some of these women's name, I do not know, but we're going to use the way men judge women, and that's based on our visual, okay? We're not judging women based on their degrees or their personalities or any of that. Men like the visual. And so this lady is Zazie Beats. Zazie Betts. Sorry, man. I'm bad with, I'm bad with names here. We're not going to do a poll because that would take forever. Zazie Zazie Beats. Or Zazie Betts, never heard of her. 
but she's a light-skinned woman, per perhaps probably mixed, probably uh, black Latino, or they call Afro-Latino or Latinx. Um, this is her right there, full body figure right there. Congratulations for her. I'll, I'll give her a, she makes the list, obviously. She's a good looking gal. All right, there's her laid out, ladies. There's her objectifying herself. <laughs> so don't get mad at me. She's objectifying herself um, in a position there. I don't know what she does. What does she do? Is she an actress? What do you guys think? All right. Yeah, she's she's uh, black and German. Okay, she does look mixed. All right. So there she is right there. Um, I will give her a hit. Not too bad. Most people are giving her a hit. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the next one. I'm very much not a pop culture guy. So most of these people I don't know. And you'll know them if you're younger guys, right? This is a girl named Sophia Black Diella. Diella. Sophia Black Diella. She looks like she's probably Latina girl. She looks petite. She definitely is in the foldable category right there. That, that's how coach likes them. You know, I've been with a lot of big women before in my life. You know, I'm done with that. I've been there, done that. I got the receipts. I got the damn hat to show with it. Um, so um, I moved out of Communita a long time ago, and I moved away from, you know, mud sharks and, and pogs. I can always come back to that. They'll be bigger and better in about 15 years. Uh, I'm on the foldable category. And uh, she's, you know, highly pretty much average. You know, I listen, she can do better, I'm sure, but she can't do, she can do worse. I'm going to put her in the, I'll give her a hit, but, you know, I'm not going to break my neck for it. I'm not going to break my neck for it. Let's go to the next one. Oh, boy. Uh, this young woman goes by. This young woman goes by Kay Links. Never heard of her either. Just so you guys know, I'm bad on pop culture. And she is on the thicker side of the uh, thing. So I, Dev the Gamer actually did very well by giving us a good mix. So this girl is on the thicker side of the thing. Obviously, um, she uses a good filter or skin cream. She's definitely uh, a little bit heavy on the front end and potentially on the back end. Um, I've been here and done that. This is pretty much a common, a very much a common view of a woman here, but she's not bad. I'm just going to say a couple of donuts away from getting out of control here. You know, I always tell my young men, do not get them thick. You want to thicken them. All right. You want to thicken them if you like them thick. But if they're already thick and they get a little bit you know, uh, lazy on you, which they tend to do once you commit. If they get lazy on you, you got a problem. So I tend to pass on women who are already thickened up. All right. Listen, it looks nice. But if you're already thick when I show up, you know, it's not a thing to me. You know, I'll pass. All right. So we're going to go to AJ Lee or AJ Mendez, performer, former professional wrestler. I think married to CM Punk. And so now we're back to the foldable area. A little too foldable. I listen, I'm listen, I'm a little picky around here. She's a cute girl, right? I believe she's very, very petite. Um, she's a very attractive woman here. But uh yeah, I you know, I wouldn't complain or anything like that. She is who she is, AJ Lee. She's a wife now. She married to CM Punk. All right. The best in the world. 
she looking good. Hey, you know, I tell you, it is what it is. She's a good looking girl and she looks very kind of exotic looking. You can't tell if she's Latina, Asian or white. You can't tell what the hell she is, which is a good place. Which is a good place to be. All right. So shout out to AJ Lee. All right. Back in the day. All right. So we got how many more we got? One, two, three, four, five. We got five more. Hang tight, guys. All right. Um, This woman goes by Florence Pugh. Now we're back on the vanilla side of the category. Uh, we got a uh, Florence Pugh. And uh, she's looking like every girl in the suburbs right now. <laughs> so I can go to high schools in the suburbs or colleges in Florida State and whatnot, Arizona State, and find 15,000 of these girls. There's millions of girls that look like this girl. Um, I don't know. I don't know what she does. She's probably an actress. She's every suburban white girl. All right. So I don't know, man. I really can't put a I can't listen if she I really can't put my hand on this one. All right. I mean, she obviously would be a hit, but she's not a standout. That's for sure. In my book here. All right. Next one. We're going to go to Chloe Grace Moritz. Chloe, <laughs> you know, I'm bad with pop culture. Moritz. Chloe Grace Moritz. Uh, she is back still another Kaylee here. I think the previous Kaylee was better than this one. This one was slightly better, but again, they're probably just about the same. See, ladies, um, if you're a woman of color, it's hard being a white girl. It's hard being a white girl because you almost look very similar to the next 66% of the white girls in the world. I mean, it's deep competition on the white girl side. And the funny thing is I see a lot of women of color try to parrot these women, right? They'll get blonde hair, blonde wig. They'll try to wear what they wear in terms of style and shop at Forever 21, but they don't realize you're entering into a very competitive marketplace. It's not easy being them. A, a, a good five pounds will eliminate you from the top tier men. All right, did I get it backwards? Wait. It's hard to it's it's super duper competitive over there. I mean, come on, you're you're aiming at the top tier tier men economically, and then you try to parrot this person over here. You you want to be different from these people because it's even hard to be in these people, man, right here. Because there's millions of people look like this. All right, so um, here we go, right here. That was uh, Chloe Grace Moritz. Yeah, not not much difference between the other one. Um. We're going to go with this woman named, is it Valkyrie? Valkyrie? It's spelled like Valkyrie, but it's Valkyrie. I don't know what she does either. Is she a YouTuber? She looking like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, are, is everybody looking about the same already? Let's get a body shot. She foldable. She looks like the girl, is it Pokemon, the, the YouTuber? Damn, everybody about looking the same these days. It's hard out here. She looks like the Pokemon YouTuber, right? This is, she looked just like her, don't she? Am I tripping? Is it Pokemon? Pokemon? Not Pokemon. Anyway, attracted. Anyway, I mean, I don't even know what to say here. Yeah, she's nice looking. 
Okay, come on, man. I mean, it's a tough market out here. I think the thing is women overexposed themselves and played their hand. And now everybody looking the same. Uh, I want to miss, I don't want to mispronounce her name. Is it Tenache? Is it Tenache? Tanisha. I don't know what it is. She's a singer. Tenache. This is a face picture, which I can do without. We'll go with the body picture. Eh. She's nice, but, you know, I'm on a little bit of different, you know, I'm on a different time zone right here. She's nice looking. I wouldn't get overly excited. There's a better face picture right there. You know, it's about angles and all that. Tenache. She's linked to Travis Scott, potentially. I'm not sure. I don't want to spread gossip here. Yeah. Mm. Boy, it's tough out here. She ain't bad looking, but, you know, she ain't going to get me out of bed. All right, so uh, people are like, who do you like, coach? All right, Sydney Sweeney. Now, all of these girls are attractive, by the way. I don't want to say they're fours and fives. I'm not going to lie. They're sevens, eights. You know, none of these girls are ugly. Shout out to Mr. EC-DC in the building for the, oh, for the co-sponsorship. Shout out to you, May, from... Shout out to Eric Galshaw. He says, keep. <laughs> Never mind. He didn't send nothing. All right. Um, what are we doing here? She's an attractive person here. All right. I'm not, you know, nothing to write home about. I mean, she's a good looking gal. I would like to see her dance. I would like to see them do something other than, um, other than stand there. Like, does she dance? Does she do jumping jacks? Can she cheerlead? What can she do? She's a good looking girl. She on the foldable level. She's on my category. I definitely would, I definitely would hit her up on seeking for a, a night or two a, a, a month. On seeking, she would be in my high-end category. Yeah. But uh, you know, this is a future wife for somebody's. Yeah, you know. She's an actress on Euphoria. All right, so look, man, that was a great game. We're going to get back to the show. All right, man, we back on the show. Viewer discretion is advised. We're going to get into some hardcore content right here. This show does not promote hate or harm or anyone. And this is your choice to leave the show right now. Please leave the show because this is going to be some information that might you might not agree with, but doesn't mean it's wrong. All right. I gave you the groundwork of what's going on here. And uh, let's tell you about how women will typically pattern their lives economically, which will greatly impact you. Listen, I've been around a lot of women in my life, uh, single mothers. I was raised by a single mother. I've had a lot of women on my on my family tree. I've worked with women and traveled with them exclusively for about 15 years. I've had I've lived with women in terms of roommates. I have sisters. I, I was married at one particular point. So I'm using this my information. But I also showed you the world's information of where women are struggling in this finance game. And it's not just women. The average American is struggling on this one. But when it comes to men, we don't have the bailout programs that women will typically have. So we're going to do this show entitled Broke Chick Economics, knowing is half the battle. This is information for men. All right, first point that I want to make on this one is that, um, let's give you this one right here. 
a lot of women will tend to have this mentality towards their monthly expenditures. And it's party from the 5th through the 25th. And it's oh shit from the 26th of the month through the 4th of the next month. So from the every month, from the 5th through the 25th, they don't think about what their expenses look like. Typically, they will do things like impulse shop. Typically, they need a new dress for a new, new occasion. Typically, they're going to travel. Many times, they will use their credit cards to rack up some of this debt if they do. Many times, there's no savings. So if in between these, hour, these particular dates of the month, the 5th through the 25th, if they get a flat tire or something like that, okay, if they get a flat tire or something like that, this is going to throw their entire month off, right? Then they're going to have to start leveraging borrowing from some of their safety net. But if those events never happen, this is party time, all right? This is party. <laughs> this is party like it's 1999. And they're going to live like a rock star. They're going to impulse buy and things like that. Now, what's going to happen is around the 26th through the 4th, they're going to have a different approach. They're going to have a different look on their face. They're going to have the struggle look on their face. They're going to start complaining that they're sick, particularly that they might be have their bylock. Aunt Flo might be missed. Uh, Aunt Flo might be visiting. They're going to talk about how it's hard and how the gender pay gap and how it's not fair. You won't hear any of that chatter from the 5th through the 25th, but you'll hear this chatter right around time rent is due. Right around time, those pink envelopes start ar uh, uh, arriving from the utility company. Now, all of a sudden, these issues are going to pop up. It's not fair being a, it's not fair that she was born a woman and men get to do X, Y, and Z. You'll hear this chatter between the 26th and the 4th. Typically, she will jump through a whole bunch of these um, things that she has to go through to try to make it through this particular point of the month. So when this month comes up, this is when you're going to hear a lot of BS. Okay. This part of the month, the 26th. So that means she has four days, maybe three, maybe two in some months to make rent. And she's going to start piecing together pieces of money, looking under the couch. All right. She's going to be calling up people who owe her money. She's going to be somehow trying to find a relationship, go on dates. This is when she's going to want to go do some stuff. She's going to, this is going to get tricky. And then there's sometimes a grace period to pay rent. So rent is due on the first, but they have the first, second, third. And if there's a weekend on there, they might have to the fifth to pay their rent. So rent is not going to get taken out of their account on the first. It's probably going to get taken out of their account on the third, fourth, or fifth. All right, sometimes late, and they'll do a late payment. So this is what's happening in, in, in when you have to understand how economics work. So when you see women partying, it's usually going to be between the 5th and the 25th. When you see them struggling, it's going to be the 26th through the 4th. All right, I want you guys to pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention to this. Because this will start affecting you. You're going to hear see people do it. And I typically see on dating apps and seeking arrangements, the, the, the ramp up always comes around the end of the month or the start of the month. Women are ramping things up. It's quiet. You can't get them to respond to messages over there between the 5th and the 25th. But right around the 26th, and some will admit it, hey, I need to, I need to, I need to pay rent. I'm short this month. Can I come visit you? Women will start texting you, hey, big head, right around the 25th, 26th, and right in between those seven-day periods between the, the end of the um, grace period. So this is broke chick economics. Now, we're going to get into why they do this. We're going to get into why they do this. Is because, and this is what a lot of 
not a lot, just women, a lot of people do this. And we're trying to educate men on how to do this, right? And so men lately, we had a tough part of our stream in the last blue chip mindset in which there were some guys saying, hey, $3,000 a month where I live, I live like a king. Well, we're trying to warn you that life, that mindset is going to um, set you up for failure in the long run. And this is because um, there's a couple of principles that we're going to talk about here. Um, this one is the, this is the, is the one that um, women will use their budget as. So uh, the budget goes something like this. They have a lot of things they can reach to, but if they and somehow have any award money coming from anywhere, they might have their student loan, which is going to kick in. They know every year around September and January, if they take out a student loan, and this is somehow they'll enroll in college, they'll get a lump sum of money from the government. Or they might get a child support check, or they might get alimony, or they might get a a WIC, a government program, anything related to that. Women are always typically scheming around these things. So what's going to happen is if they get an award from the government, child tax credit, any of those awards that they will expect, they will use that money as their income. So on the income sheet and the, the every money that's going out on the income side, that goes on the income sheet. That goes income. And what will tend to happen is the trap that everybody makes is that now whatever they have in terms of income as far as award money, they now have the ability to earn less or they have to work less to meet their obligations. They have to learn less. So this is the mind trap of not just women. A lot of broke dudes do this too, okay? And I, and I go, you don't try to get ahead. You don't want to invest. You don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, so let's just say, for instance, you have to make $3,000 a month, all right? For some people, that's a lot of money. You have to make $3,000 a month. However, you get an award of 500. Your child support comes in and it's additional 500. And you also get alimony and you also get rent, uh, uh, rent obligation paid. And you also get a check for EBT. Let's just say that. All of that adds up to $1,500. All right. Which is not a lot of money. If that comes to $1,500 a month and you need 3000, what the ham and egger will do is say, I only have to earn or work up to $1,500 or they will take a job that says, how much do you need to be paid? Anywhere between $1,500 and $2,000 a month. That's how they'll do it. And the reason why they'll do this is because, number one, it, they don't have to earn as much to qualify, right? So whatever your program you're on, if you keep your income low, you continue to qualify for that particular award. So it actually de-incentivizes you from working. You basically say, oh, I don't have to work as much or I don't have to focus on getting as much. So you will work less in order to keep qualifying. Now, one presidential uh, uh, election could blow all of that up. We saw that with Trump. Trump got elected and he got rid of all that stuff. What did the straggles do? They went crazy. Now, then Biden came in and the person said, I told you to do Biden. This is where you get into the political arena is because then they start to aggressively vote 
for political candidates that are going to fix this. Hey, I told you to do Biden. Now we done lost a damn vote. We done lost a vote. That's going to go to Trump. <laughs> so this is the situation that typically happens. And this is what I, I don't want to call them lazy people, but this is how they do their economics. Hey, I'm getting this particular award. And what they'll say is this is free money. It's free money. Now, I don't know if you guys know, it's not free money. This is money that the taxpayers, the people that actually didn't use this form of economics, this is the money that was taken from them in order to supply people who were not able to work. Now, you're able to work, but you took the free money route and then you put that in your economic income. You created that and you use that as income. Same thing as child support. Child support is supposed to be for the child, which is separate from income. However, you use the child support payment as income. You put it in the income category, and then you organize your life. You pay your rent based on this child support as income, which you're not supposed to do. You're, you're not supposed to pay your I mean, literally, it's, it could be used for rent However, because the child lives there. However, that's not income. That's supplemental income. You still have to earn an X amount of dollars, in your, but that's broke chick economics. They'll basically say, that's income. I have to earn this much more to get through. Now, what happens is if the guy doesn't pay his $500 obligation or whatever it is, then she starts to go broke because she depended on that money. She starts to say, I can't pay my bills because you didn't pay your child support. Uh, excuse me, miss. That's not how child support works. It's a supplement in order to assist the child. Meaning you, if, you, if you don't have $500 worth of child expenses, you can save the money for future child purchases, for future, for future uh, college obligations to the child. You can save that money for the college. That's how the money should be used. But no, you'll use it and then the man doesn't pay it and then you go broke. And then you say, my car got repossessed because X, this person doesn't pay his child support. Ma'am, your car payment has nothing to do with child support. That's broke chick economics. And here's what's happening next. You'll base your entire budget on these things and you will create a life where you're presenting, you're, you're depending on these, these award monies that you didn't work for. You simply qualified for them that you took from another person who probably wasn't as able-bodied or as young as you, you took it from the taxpayers because the government took it from the taxpayers and then you used it as income. And your entire budget is organized around these things. This is trifling. This is bad economics. This is gonna let, lead you astray because at some point, if those things run out, if the government stops giving it to you, if your child support runs out, if your alimony runs out, if your EBT, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You're going to go broke and then you're going to be demanding what? Oh, I demand a fix of this. Oh, gender pay gap. See, there's a gender pay gap because people in this age group tend to depend on broke chick economics. So they work less and they earn less because many times they're getting award money to work less. They never calculate that in the gender pay gap. They never consider that, but people, this is how people budget. Now let's get to the next part. Let's get to the next part. This is, this is stuff I want you to watch out for. I want you to watch out for. Um, here it is right here. 
Uh, where is this one right here? Oh, the level of bailouts. Let's get to this point right here. There's a lot of points to be made on this one. I'll stick to a couple. Sometimes some women will go out to a party during between the 5th and the 24th, 5th and the 25th, with no intentions to pay anything. So this could be, this isn't just straggle community women. Women in general will say, we'll go out. We don't have any money. We'll go out with $40 or I'll get some money from my sugar daddy. We'll go out. But we expect men to pay for our stuff, all right? Pay for our Uber on the way back. Pay for our drinks. Pay for our dancing. Pay for whatever, all right? They have an expectations for men to pay. Now, lately, men have not been even approaching them in nightclubs and bars. And now we're, now we're starting to hear chatter about them complaining about this. And this is because broke chick economics. They go out with the intentions of not to pay. And then when men do not approach, this affects their economics. Let's go ahead and listen. And, you know, I see TikToks on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls. Black girls. None. And it's like... People say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you is not hard. I can go on these apps clearly and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that, like, is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And... It's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. Now, what she's complaining about is the economics of it. Me and four of our black girlfriends went out to a bar. No men said anything, which forced us to pay for all of our drinks, which forced us to do what? Have to consider dining and dashing. Meaning when a lot of times women will go out, have no money in their pocket, and they'll go dine. And they'll try to do the dine and dash or as anyone that has worked in the food industry, the service industry, meaning you've served a group of women at a table. Most of the time they will order one plate of jasmine rice, one plate of chicken breast, and they'll dice that up and spread it amongst everybody at the table. They'll order one entree or two entrees and spread it amongst six people. They'll order a glass of water and tell the waitress to bring lemons and sugar to the table and they'll make their own lemonade. Now, if a man is there, they're ordering surf and turf. If a man is there, they're ordering one entree for themselves and taking home the rest as leftovers. Look, look, look. Look. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna say they gonna take a bathroom. Y'all went to the bathroom. Hold up.
Y'all shit the world yeah. out. The world's dumbest criminals. Y'all making this look bad. Yeah. Now these people went out to eat, ate the food, and tried to leave and dine and dash. Now somebody said I'm hard on the sisters. Guys, I've seen women of all races do this. It's not just the sisters. I've seen women of all races do this. So this is this is what I'm talking about. This is broke check economics. They didn't have the money. Or if they had the money, they had no intentions of paying. And the restaurant was going to have to foot the bill. Or one of the guys at the table would have paid the bill, all right? Because he knows the waitress was depending on that income and the tip. Let's not even talk about tipping. That's a whole nother conversation, all right, on what a proper tip is and why the, the economics of tipping and why you should tip someone because they're working. They chose to work in which they got paid $2.75 an hour to show up and they depended on tips. That's a whole nother conversation. And then when you get into the why girls work in the tipping industry jobs, okay? And they have to flirt with guys and they have to do things to identify themselves like wearing tip shirts. That's a whole nother conversation. But in this one, this is proof that they are doing this intentionally and they tried to leave, but they left their keys on the table. All right, and they had to come back. Oops, I left my car key, girls. Damn. Now we're going to have to find a way to pay that bill. So this is another thing that people will use here. Let me do one more, and I'm going to get to the Super Chats here. There's something that's called bad karma with money, all right? I once had a very wealthy guy tell me this. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. Now, people who treat money bad, they have bad karma in returns of money. They will never get over. I've lived with people who tried to have bad karma with money, and they tried to make me live that way. Okay, in which they had 18 things, 18 obligations or where they would pay minimum down payment to. Now, I don't know if you know, somebody needs the money to be paid in full at some particular point. And if you pay and dice everybody up and not pay their money on time or give them only a small percentage of it, the minimum payment, they go into problems in which they then got to raise their prices for everybody else. When people steal, stores have to raise their prices for everybody else. But this is bad karma for you and you'll never get over You'll never get over in life because you have bad karma. You don't treat money the way you want money to treat you. When you want the government, when you want men to start paying your bills, when you want corporations to start paying your bills, you want it in full. But you live where you pay people in parts. You have bad karma with money, and this is why you have bad economics. You don't treat money the way you want money to treat you. But then when you want people to pay you back, you want it back in full. All right. So think about this. And it's not just it's not just women who do this. Men do this, too. OK, sometimes you guys don't appreciate when people give you money. I gave you the story of the person that asked me for two hundred dollars. I gave them two hundred dollars. And then not soon after they said, well, can you send an extra five because I need or the bank fee or whatever my check bounced or whatever it is. All right. Their banks are always overdrawn. Oh, my bank fee or the transaction fee is 500. Wait a minute. You wanted 200 bucks. I gave it to you without hat. You didn't even have to duck my sick for that 200. I was generous enough to give it to you. And then you come back because you're bad financially. You have bad karma with money. And then you come back making you pay the transaction fee to wait a minute. Mm. This tells me you're in dire straits economically. You ask for something from them and they give you a dirty look. What? What? 
A lot of people don't think they have to work for money. A lot of people think money grows on trees. And they think their bailout is to ask men for the money. And anytime, guys, you hear equal partnership, what you have to understand, the language is your money is our money, but my money is my money. Anytime you have a situation where you come together and collaborate with a person that says the word uh, power couple or equal partnership, eventually in the relationship, your money is the group's money. And then her money is her money. The minute you ask her to do something financially, she'll say, but this is my money. This is my money, meaning it's off limits for you to, to, uh, to use in the budget. Or if she spent something and it, you were tight on your budget and you say, wait a minute, we couldn't afford that pair of shoes, but this is my money. You'll hear stuff like that. We're going to get into uh, super chats and then we're going to talk about all of these bailouts that women have that you don't have, sir. And this is why I always try to counsel men who say, well, all I need to make it in the world is $2,500. I'm telling you that ain't enough because you don't have any bailouts as the way they have bailouts. Many men who live like that oftentimes are either live in a small town, which I understand, or you've been raised by a single mother. You've been raised by a single mother. All right. And single mothers tend to balance their budget sheets like this. And I gave you the information up front. If you're just joining me, I gave you the evidence up front. Okay, here, where we go here. Uh, sorry for ratting out someone here. Oh my gosh, hold up. Okay, we're at Dylan Z. We're at Dylan Z. Dylan Z says, no one ever told me I ever had to save for retirement. Famous XX's last words. All right, the, the saving for retirement is... I mean, people will brag about their 401k and, uh, oh, I'm putting money toward my 401k and my corporation's matching it. Go look at your 401k right now. How many times have you looked at your 401k? Go look at it. I guarantee you that it ain't even six figures worth of money in there. And you work for 10 years. It ain't close to even six figures of money. And your 401k is highly dependent on what the market is doing. So if the market collapses or crashes, there goes your 401k. Have we not learned this lesson? So if you only have 401k and don't depend on social security, it might not even be there because the child support is graping the social security like crazy. I don't know if you know that either. Social security and child support are um, tied together. Not only that, the boomers are going to be 90 pretty pretty soon here and they're going to kill social security. All right. So if you're a Generation Xer, Millennial, or uh, Gen Zer, there ain't going to be no Social Security for you. Uh, there's going to be too much socialism by that particular point. It's going to be gone. So 401ks don't have at least six figures in it. And I guarantee you, you'll, you'll run through that 401k in five years of your retirement, within five years. But you want to retire at 65, but you're going to live to 90. Let's, let me figure out how that's going to work out for you. You're going to be broke, okay? You're going to be broke. 105, and you're talking about 105K in whatever, uh, in, in 30 years, whatever 30 years equivalent is to 105K or 95K or 60K, whatever that is in 2040 money. Yeah, that ain't going to last you nothing, bro. <laughs> that money going to be spent through in, in T minus three years of your retirement. You're going to be broke. 
But people, nobody told me what to do. People told you what to do, but you went to go shake your ass. You went to go pay for stuff to consume alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, vapes. All right. That's what you spent your future retirement money on. <laughs> all right. And then when you hit retirement age or you hit 65, and let me tell you a secret. When you hit 65, I know you don't, I know you don't see it coming. But but your body's gonna feel a lot different than it does at 28 and 30. And I tell young men this all the time, go make some more money. There's a lot more money out here because you're 25, you're 29, you're 32. And you're like, I'll work until I'm 70 until you get 45 and your body slows down, your production slows down, your testosterone slows down. And God forbid you're doing a labor job. You're not going to be working to 55. And if you do, you're going to be bent over walking like, like an old ass man. You're not going to have the same energy. You're going to, you're going to peter out. Women are going to peter out by 50. They're, they're going to tap out of the, the working environment. All right, they're going to tap the hell out or their company is going to throw their ass out. They're going to give them an early retirement and kick them out because there's going to be new young women that they can hire to do their job for cheaper. What happens is here, here's another piece of economics here. Older women tend to not understand that the job they're doing it's not equivalent to the pay that they demand. So their, it's, their expenses go up when they're older. Here's the human resource department. But what happens is as they get older, they need more money for the same job. They're doing the same job and they want to advance up, but there's a glass ceiling. And the company's going to say, why would, I continue, why would I pay you 85K for this job? I can hire a younger woman at 40K and she'll do this job five times better than you. Listen, I think like a boss. So you turn 50, you need 85K, but the job ain't worth 85K. The company's only paying you 85K because you're there long. But at some particular point, the company goes, wait a minute. There's a girl coming out of college right now. She's 26. She's, she's ready to go. She's ready to do anything we say. She'll run through a brick wall for me. She'll drink the company Kool-Aid right now. Now you are over here miserable in life, right? You got a cat. You feed your dog. You have dinner with your dog. And now you need 85K to make it. And the company's like, this job ain't worth 85K. Why am I paying you 85K? So then they pretend to force you out because you don't drink the company Kool-Aid. You're a little, you're, you're, um, you're setting your ways. You're behind technology-wise. These young girls know how to do things technology-wise. You're sitting here going, you put on your glasses. Why do we have to do it like this? And then they force your ass out. And then you say, I'll go home and have dinner, dinner with my dog. Cheers. You gonna have some? Okay, tuck in, eat. Now, that happens at 50. Now, what are you gonna do for the next 35 years? What are you gonna do? Well, tap into that 401k. Tap into that early retirement money that you got. That's going to get spent in three years. Now you got 35, 33 more years to support yourself. I see this so much. People don't see this coming and it comes out and then you're hit with a ton of bricks with nowhere else to go. So much so then these people are working temp jobs to make it. And you're going, man, this is bad news. I see this happening over and over again. But people don't see this coming. Shout out to the human resource department here at the coach. Greg Adams channel. All right. So I'm telling you facts. Okay. I'm telling you facts that you don't see coming. Anyway, uh, shout out to Jay Otham. 
just supporting, just showing support coach or content helps keep men alive, but no one ever talks about that in the media. Shout out to the coach gang, free agent for life. No, we're told that we're not producing, but we're the ones producing and we're going to get left holding this bag. I know a lot of you guys want me to beat up women all the time, but I'm going to just let you know when this gets ugly, we're going to be affected too. And we're going to be the ones taking the bullets. Unfortunately, we're going to be ones taking the bullets. We're going to pay for this one way or another. We're going to pay. And I think women inherently know this. So the, the fraud of feminism is actually collapsing on its face. However, when it fully collapses and they vote in all the socialist agendas, we're going to take the bullets. Shout out to Justin Gonzalez. What do you do if the girl you're dating is catching feelings for you, but you don't know if you want to get serious? Um, listen, you got to start establishing what it is. Be very direct. Don't be afraid to lose the woman. There's too many women out here and there's a lot of desperate women out here. So you can get what you want. All right. Um, once you start telling them what it is, go ahead and tell them what it is. But if she if she's going to bait and switch you, be ready for it. Oh, I understand. We could just be friends and she's just going to ride out time with you. Sometimes you have to cut a woman. Just cut her. Guys, you're going to find another one, bro. I mean, come on. You're going to find another one. But um, I don't like when women catch feelings for me um, and they can't understand where my boundaries are. So I'll cut her. Okay, bye-bye. Um, many times you'll find them come back. Okay, I'll straighten up and fly right. All right, <laughs> but you're, they're selling you wolf tickets. Jay Osiris, all love coach, first time super chatter. Keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate you. We in the building. Thank you for the first timer. All right, King Kayla Max says, met a 27-year-old Hispanic single mother who was on seeking arrangement. And she had a four-year-old girl. She was nice, feminine, a six, big-chested, and a bit of with a bit of a stomach. Normal guys, watch out. I'm warning you about this seeking thing. I know you guys want to keep coming on me. Uh, wait, hold on for a second. Let's rewind that. Let's rewind that. Pause. 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 What I meant to say was, what I meant to say was, sometimes this show goes a little too far. And that was the moment. Yes, Martin Luther Lee, I understand, sir. I understand. Yes, sir. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know, I got to put together 4,000 words a show here. Sometimes I'll mess up. You know, I'll delete that part out. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and skip that part of the show and continue to the super chats. Okay. We'll go ahead and move forward. <laughs> okay. <laughs> YouTube trash talker, coach coming with the hard facts. Sounds like divorce might start benefiting men. They will change the laws quick then. All right. Uh, appreciate you for that one. Richard Die, Kent, coach, do you believe that most men smoke weed due to knowing that most women smoke weed? I don't know about that. I don't think so. But I would love to hear a case. All right. Shout out to you. <laughs> NDJ16, success isn't just about how much you make. It's about how much you keep. That's a very important part. 
Very important part, because a lot of people will say, well, I make. Well, what you make is irrelevant. All right, J. John H. Coach is reading like he graduated from the Martin Luther King High School. Shout out to you. <laughs> All right, Soul Sauce. Coach, I took your advice and found my fiance was 304ing and her mother was a sugar baby. He says, second job now puts me at 130K per year and she has no degree, uh, but back to the streets. Yeah, back to the streets for her. Streets. And that's What you. did I tell you guys? I told you to do some investigating when it comes to this whole idea of the monetized woman. When I talk about the monetized woman, again, I'm not talking about them negatively. I'm just telling men, a lot of women will monetize themselves at some particular point. Now, not all of them will, but most of them or many of them will enough to affect the normal Joe on the dating marketplace. So eventually you'll deal with someone who has monetized herself in some way, form, or fashion. And when I say monetize, I'm not saying, saying that they're selling sex per se, but they're selling something like uh, monetization would be she works as a waitress where she depends on tips and she might wear a shirt that exposes herself a little bit. Hooters. All right. Even women that focus on their careers. So I could focus on my career. Are somewhat monetized. All right. Uh, jobs that women tend to go to that women actually go to their their jobs are actually going to benefit where they take advantage of being a woman. Um, uh, uh, stripping would be an example of that. Uh, you know, uh, serving, waitressing. Uh, there's other. I've done a stream on this one, so it's slipping my mind. But um, uh, now you got seeking arrangements, uh, cam girling, cam girling, sugar daddies, uh, stripping. Did I say that? Uh, you know, where they travel, travel, uh, we call it uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant is a monetization job in which women used to depend on. It'd be an exclusively pretty woman type job in which they then travel from state to state, ocean to ocean, and having dudes busting up. I mean, so these things come with the territory. And if you don't, trace these things back, you're going to find out that there's a history of monetization where they benefited financially. And then you got here, his fiance was 304 and on the side and her mom was a sugar baby. The fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. You guys got to figure this out. Yeah, OnlyFans, Cam Girling, yeah, uh, somebody says uh, Massage Therapist is another one. Uh, those are all that, that that women will instinctively use and say, ah, I can use this because then I'll, uh, uh, clients will give me extra tip personal trainers, female personal trainers. All right. They'll get gifts and in, in, in extra tips and men will hire them specifically because they're a woman. And then they'll give them extra. Yeah. Government jobs is a uh, to me is a form of welfare. All right. It's a form of welfare where these people had nowhere else to go and they will use them in the welfare system by employing them, but I don't count them as real jobs, all right? Those aren't real jobs. That's just a form of welfare, in my opinion. Yeah, they'll sell feet pictures. There's too many There's too many examples of this. And if you don't go backwards and trace this back, you won't realize what, what you got into. Uh, even actresses and, and uh, models, the, the term model is synonymous with prostitute, right? Basically, it is somebody that is selling the imagery or services of SEX in return for money. That's what a model does. And she actually literally does this behind the scenes. But if she's doing this for photo images, she's doing, that's, 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 it's the same as the person who runs the model agency. He is a pimp. He employs the models the same as the pit would do. Love, um, um, 
uh, what's the guy named uh, Hugh Hefner, allegedly. That's what he did. That He was a pimp and he sold the imagery and sometimes the literally the literal uh, sex services in exchange for money. I don't you don't get that rich selling magazines. You don't get that rich selling magazines. You get that rich selling on the backside, the services. So a lot of models will work and make extra money on the back end by inter- being entertained by millionaires I don't, or billionaires. I don't know if you've seen the results of this come out in the hashtag me too movement. The results of this was these women ended up turning tricks on the back end with nobody watching. You thought they got paid millions of dollars to walk up and down a runway. It doesn't make sense. That doesn't compute. You don't pay a person that much money to put on clothes. You take, you pay them that money, that much money to take the clothes off. Mm. <laughs> I'm a little bit too red pill for a lot of you people. Because I'm red pill about this life. I'm not red pill about women in relationships. I tell you what's going on behind the scenes. And it ends up coming up true. It ends up coming up true. All right, Jeff Green, my little head prevents my retirement now at 48. That'll do it. That'll do it, sir. A uh, Little head will keep you on child support until age 60. Guys, if you get divorced in your 30s or 40s, just stay off the, stay off the landfill. Stay off the dating landfill. All right, do not get married again. Do not marry your younger woman and knock her up because now you're going to be, if it ends in divorce, and it most likely will because 70% of second marriages end in divorce, um, uh, you're going to be on child support till you're 73. Mm. <laughs> okay, who, who, who makes a dumbass deal like that? I'll never make a dumb deal like that. Uh, Juno Ma says, what's not factored in these stats is most... Of these women that buy homes are also women who get fleet who fleece men in the family court. This is true too. So they're and they'll use the economic model that I discussed. They'll qualify for the home and then they'll have alimony that they're dependent on to make that home payment or at least make their 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 um make their bottom line. And that's not a way to do things. That is a horrible way to establish your budget, it's by using supplementing income as main income all right youtube trash talker coach we need a statistic on what percentage of women are being subsidized and supported by men financially and otherwise and he says i have junior college receipts so again again i mean uh the whole i did this to work my way through college this is not new things um this is not new things uh this has been going on forever this is an undercurrent and a lot of Kayleys. I know people think I'm hard on sisters, but a lot of Kayleys have made it through college on the backs of men who have money or on their backs, I should say. <laughs> they paid their way through school and had no debt because they had a guy that they would see once, twice a week or a couple of times a month. This has been going on forever. Matter of fact, there's a clip. There's a clip on uh, the new show, Showtime, with Magic Johnson. They're doing the 80 Lake, 80s Lakers. And the owners of the Lakers was, at the time, I mean, well, the bus, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jerry Bus. And there's a clip in there when he's introducing Magic to L.A. And he goes in. He was like, oh, that's Miss November in Playboy. And he says, oh, I paid her entire college tuition. It's been known. Bill Cosby paid many young women's tuition. 
Um, and this is what the tricking part of it is. This is why men are eliminated from dating highly attractive women because highly attractive women have this at their beck and call. Many men will do this. And sometimes the men won't even have sex with the girl after five times. Okay, after five times. If you live in LA, New York, Miami, DC, this is normal, but it goes very unspoken about. All right, the whole thing, I'm stripping to pay my way through college. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. And so, guys, you're out of the market for attractive women just based on that. And if you've never been around attractive women, you don't know how it works. Attractive women are offered their whole lifestyle to be paid for. I had a neighbor. I had a neighbor who was considered an eight on the scale of the American beauty scale. She was a thin white woman. Okay. And she had a guy paying her rent and paying her, he put either the down payment or the, he was paying the monthly payment on her Range Rover and she was a hairstylist and she was socking away the money. Right, she was socking away the money, all the remaining of the money, and then she took the money she made, and she was basically just living off of that. And she would, she was an eight. She was an eight, and the beauty standards of Newport Beach. She had, she was a thin white woman, blonde with big titties, big fake titties. All right, she was killing it, and she was like thirty two, killing life. And uh, one thing she was telling me is this. She was saying, well, she's going to run into broke at some particular point. But what's going to happen? What she was doing is she was trying to get rich men to marry her. And she had already been married twice by 32. And she'd been divorced twice by 32. And what she was doing is she was like, I'm going to get a rich man to marry me. And then she said exactly these words that I want to warn you about. She said, I can live with him. And then all the money I make from my work or my business, I keep for myself. I swear to God. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> Why are you going to make him pay for everything? And then you're not going to pay. And he was like, she, she was like, he don't need my money. Yo. Did she get alimony? Yep. She got alimony. She got child support and she got uh rent paid for from a couple of tricks, simps, sugar, whatever you want to call them. And her car note paid for. And everything she was making from her hairstylist was on the top gravy. And I was like, shit, it must be nice to be you. And guys, that is common. It is co it's more common than you know. And this is why they have the Zoe attitude. I'll find another guy. And she will. She'll find another guy for the next five years. No problem. She got an engineer doctor. All right. And those guys will meet her. And within two months, take her on a vacation. She'll meet a new dude, and that 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 new dude, all of a sudden, I'll see her packing her car or a or a car up, uh, going uh going on a vacation. Oh, I just went to Tahiti. All on his dime. <laughs> Yo, it is no joke out here. Let me give you this, and then we'll give you all the super chat. Sorry, I'm so far behind. Thank you for the contrib contributions, guys. Uh, the level of bailouts. Let me give you all of the bailouts. And I talked to my son about this so I can prepare him of the economics of dealing with the world, not just women, but dealing with the world. Um, so sometimes you will very rarely find someone on the female side that is like, hey, man, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm ambitious, blah, blah, blah. If they do, they sometimes are trading Forex or they got OnlyFans. Okay. 
Uh, but you're talking about in the regular culture that doesn't depend on sex to sell. Many times you will find them uh, a lack of ambition there because they'll sometimes hit a wall where they don't need to go all the way. You always need to go all the way because if you don't, you either have jail or homelessness. And with that, you'll never get women. So you always know you got to perform in life. Or you could just say, I'll go monk. All right, that's, that's another strategy for you. However, for women innately, they know behind them is always a safety net. So if you're walking a tightrope and you fall and you know there's a safety net, you will walk that tightrope with a little bit more confidence. But if you're walking a tightrope and you know that there's a little safety net at the bottom, you're going to have a little bit more thought into every decision you make because every step counts. So innately, there's bailouts for women that are present that are not present for you, and I'm going to run through the list. Government programs, okay? So government programs, this is the easy one. I'm not going to be able to point, belabor the point. EBT, WIC, whatever you want to call it, free daycare, all of these things that they assume are free, although the taxpayer is paying for it. They will say, I'll do less in life because I know taxpayers are paying for me to get free money. They might not even understand that taxpayers are paying that. They might not understand that they have an obligation to produce so they can pay the taxes for the greater uh, people who actually need the money. These people don't need the money, but they'll use the money and call it free money. But any government program, any government program um, that they'll participate in is a bailout. Okay, it is a bailout uh, because it's not money that was intended for you, but you're finessing the system to use it. Now, experimental Marxist programs. That's going to be bailout number two, in which uh, the evidence of this would be Goldman Sachs's uh, $10 billion or $100 billion to black women. The $850 in Georgia, Illinois, I believe, had a program. These are socialist experiments that get people attached to money. Child tax credit that Joe Biden rolled out for about a period of five months, pushing the student loan debt five, 10 months out. These are all experimental Marxist programs that get you dependent on uh, dependent on the government arranging your finances. Now, whether you live off this or not, or support whatever political party, you don't realize that there's a, there's a move to get us off of capitalism and to make things fair. All right. This is what people want. And so you would rather, uh, if you had two choices, work hard and make yourself rich or sit back and take from the rich and destroy the rich so that they're, they're brought down to your level. Most people will pick option number two. And you'll be satisfied. Well, I'm not going to make more money, but we took from rich people. You would take number two. And these programs are intended to destroy capitalism as a greater whole. So if you get more people addicted to these programs, meaning move to Georgia and get $850 for free, go get this money for this. This money has this. These are experimental marches programs that will destroy capitalism on its face. Eventually, you'll start voting for politically people who lean this way. And they'll say, I'll give you this. I'll take away for the debt from that. I'll do this. I'll do that. Right. And these are Marxist programs that are put into place by people to take advantage of people like you because you're needy or you lack ambition. And people will uh, people will run to them because it makes sense. Hey, I don't have to work for that money. Well, where did the money come from? It didn't come out of thin air. It actually came from somebody that earned it or it came from a place where they printed the money, which actually creates hyperinflation so much so that when you're given the money, it's almost like it's nothing anyway. 
that so in due time that $850 a month is going to cost everybody $85 million. All right. It's going to cost us. So these are pimps that are pushing these programs to get you to produce less and be more dependent on them. But you don't see that coming. If you ask one of these people who participate in these programs, the difference between Marxism, socialism and communism and capitalism, they wouldn't know the difference, nor would they care. They just need the $850 a month. Okay. Okay. No, so this is a bailout that they'll, that they'll use that will hurt the greater system. Here's the next bailout that they might potentially use that you can't use as a man. They'll complain to the manager. All right. If you complain to the manager, they'll be like, man, deal with it, man. What, what's wrong with this, man? What, who, where are you born? Um, if, if they complain to the manager, perhaps they might get something for cheaper or for free. So they'll come in and say, I want a price match on this on this particular item. Who has time for that? I don't have time for that. Whatever the price is, if I if I'm not satisfied with the price at this store, I can go to another store. But what they'll do is they'll go to one store. It'll be a high price and they'll pull up some obligatory uh, price on some Internet and they'll want the store to price match it. If the store doesn't do it, then they'll complain, kick, scream and cry. OK, until they get it for cheaper or free. Now, they'll spend time. They've got their blood pressure all up. They've caused the scene in order to save a couple of dollars. This is what is defined as a Karen in our culture. You don't hear the opposite of Karen in our culture. For men, you would call him a wussy. Okay, you'd be like, what the hell's wrong with you, man? You broke ninja. Somebody says you can price match, coach. I ain't got no time for that. I'll go find it. I'll go find it. I'll go order from the person who has the lower price. Okay. But no, you're going to go make a scene because in your convenience, in your and you're saving money, you're wasting time and energy trying to get it from the cheaper, trying to get them to lower their damn prices. All right, just go buy some damn, just go buy it from the lower price person. It's very simple. You have choice in this. But I ain't got time to price match. Um, Here's the next one. The next one would be a, you could file a lawsuit. Now, there are some dudes that finesse the legal system in filing lawsuit, lawsuits. But typically, if you look at uh, the structure of the family court, if you look at the structure of the domestic violation court, child support court, court, most of the cases are brought forward by the females, right? If they, if females didn't bring forward cases, the, the whole family court system would collapse, all right, on its face. The building would implode. All right, so in essence, they can file a lawsuit or they can be a false alligator. Shout out to the false alligator team. Nothing wrong with negotiation. Yeah. Okay. You want to waste time? Hey, look, guys, always remember, have a philosophy in life. You can save time or you can save money. You can negotiate too and be a pain in the ass to people and waste your time. Or you can go to the place that has the lower price. Okay. You can be a lazy ass or you can go out there and just do it and set, wait two days for the product to arrive at the lower price place. But no, you want to go out there and and, and nickel and dime everybody's ass. It's the price over here or the price over here. You got choice. But now you want to waste time over here because you want to waste time. You got time to waste. I Look, you can save time or save money. You can't save both. You can get it cheaper, faster, or better. Pick one or two. Pick one or two. But people want it cheaper, faster, and better. And I think that is basically going to get you in a situation where you have false expect expectation in life. Cheaper, faster, better. Which one do you want it? People say negotiate. You're negotiating over $2. Stop. Stop it. Negotiating over 
Now, if we're talking about a car, a house, or something like that, that's negotiating. You're negotiating over dog food. Go get the dog food and budget your time wisely and prepare to get the dog food from the cheaper place instead of needing to get it in that day and price matching $2 for dog food. This is y'all talking about negotiating for dog food right now. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm wasting $2 getting my blood pressure up for $2. I'll wait and I'll get dog food by the bundle for cheaper so I don't have to wait and negotiate inside of the Petco for dog food. I swear to God, I don't waste my time doing that bullshit. Don't you can call me not negotiator. I'll negotiate with something that matters. Come on, man. I'm not negotiating over $2 for some damn, uh, for some damn uh, pampers. That's a waste of my time. And it's a waste of my damn stress. All right, so let's get back to it. Time is more valuable to me than money. Well, if it comes to $2, yes. Okay, $2,000, I'll negotiate because my $2,000, I don't make $2,000 an hour. All right, but that's like, anyway, let me stop. Let's go back to what we're talking about here. Filing a lawsuit. You have the false alligators. You have people that do slip and fall lawsuits. You have people that will file sexual harassment at work. When there was no evidence of sexual harassment, but this person is probably at their wits end. I told you about the case of a woman who actually got into an affair with the guy at her job, and then her husband found out, and they sued the company for sexual harassment because the man was a higher standard, uh, a higher level person. And the woman won the lawsuit. The woman won the lawsuit, and the man lost his job and lost his marriage. So people will look at it, they're at their wits end, and they will file a sexual harassment situation in which they fully participated in, and there was no evidence that they needed to bring forward. There was a clear case where the guy made a dumb decision, and then she can easily say, hey, he made a dumb decision, and she needs to get paid. All right? Somebody says bartering, not negotiating. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the difference. Um, the, the old partner that gave him some peace leave, we all heard this. A woman will have a situation where she gave somebody some free peace leave back 20, 30 years ago, and then she will bring that forward maybe two years ago, four years ago. She might be at her wits end budget-wise, and she might say, well, this guy I gave some peace leave from or to, he actually has money now, so I need to go ahead and uh, sue him, or I need to have be have a false alligator situation here. This is all things that Women know are a safety net to them. They can file a discrimination lawsuit if they're struggling at their jobs. Many times people that file lawsuits at their jobs are struggling at their job. They might have already got fired. I shared the story of the woman who got fired at her job and then she immediately responded with a lawsuit claiming that there was some sort of harassment or discrimination. So this typically happens and corporations have to pay for these things. Somebody might say, hey, I want to wear sister locks and I got fired from my job because I was not performing, but it's because I had sister locks. These things happen all the time. And people oftentimes pay these people off to go away. And it's because it's cheaper to pay them off than to fight the lawsuit. Okay. Um, men typically can't do this per se. Per se, you can probably do a couple of these, but you don't have these at your grab. You don't have these in your grab box. All right. 
Somebody says, uh, oh, the next one is sell some peace leave or sell the image of peace leave or sell the opportunity of peace leave, right? So you're you're going out and dating. Um, that if you're a serial dater, you can say, hey, I'm hungry this month. And you can go date. And you can uh, live under uh, the shaming tactic of men need to pay. And men need to pay for what I want to do. Meaning if the man offers you a date opportunity and it doesn't include eating, you will call it not a real date. You can shame a man into that. Well, that's not a real date. A real date is over food. <laughs> a real date is at a fancy restaurant. A real date requires you to pay entry into the arena in which we get to sit uh, seat, sit front row seats into watching the Laker game or whatever. You can shame men into performing by providing the illusion of sex in the future. This is the same as selling it outright. So it's an indirect sale versus a direct sale. And there's all forms of this. There's webcam girls that do this. There's serial daters, foodie callers that do this, people who lean on traditionalism. And, and at the same time, they're feminists behind the scenes and they're working and they're saying, I got a job and a career. And then when the bill comes, they conveniently go to the bathroom and then the waitress delivers the bill while the girl's in the bathroom. And then now all of a sudden, the girl can't even look over the receipt. She's in the bathroom and the waitress somehow knew to deliver the bill while she was in the bathroom. All of this bullshit tactics that people use to get you to pay for that piece leave. She done ate all her food, dismissed herself, and the bill somehow arrives at your damn seat. How does that work? Okay. And so guys who bow out of this oftentimes buy, bow out of opportunities for sex. Um, getting pregnant or getting on child support. So let's just say people have finessed the pregnancy institution, the institution of procreating to get money. There's no doubts about it. Now, they might not have intended to get child support off of you. That's one level. They might have intended to get child support or welfare credits or qualify for welfare. Or they might have got pregnant and used that later on. Hey, I praise mantis you. I don't want you in the child's life anymore. I'm moving on. I changed my mind, but I'm going to keep custody of the kid and you're going to pay for it. You don't have this opportunity at your beck and call. You don't have this. And so the better she levels up, the more money she has at stake at this. If she gets with a broke dude. Well, then the only thing she can get is for them to steal the money from the broke dude and eventually put his freedom at risk. Now, intuitively, they're not doing this intentionally per se, but they have this in their grab bag if they want to. What's the next thing here? Oh, move in with parents or relatives. So if they do happen to collapse, get, um, get foreclosed on, get evicted, there's no big deal about women living with their parents. And matter of fact, they can frame it as, hey, I'm helping live with my parents because they're getting older and I have to be there to care for the parents. As a matter of fact, uh, during, the, during the C-19 lockdown in which people were forced to stay home, women overwhelmingly came out and said, we're affected negatively because now we have to care for our parents and we have to do less at work. So this is another opportunity for them to say, hey, I live in a lower living situation, but I'm still a 100% good woman. Now, let's reframe this and say you are doing the same thing and you live with a relative or you live with your parents or you're living with your elderly parents 
there is in no way you can present yourself as a real man on this landscape, dating or any landscape where you're a 30, 40, 50 year old adult living with your parents. You can't frame it in any way. At that particular point, you still live with your mama. Even if the mama lives with you, even if it's your house and your mama lives with you or your parents live with you, there is in no way you can go out here and legitimately date and say, my parents live with me. But they can do it. And this is just a situation where you know that this is always a fallback for them. They won't get a negative. They won't get a negative scar on their reputation for doing so. Matter of fact, you'll get celebrated. Um, a lot of times a young woman in her early 20s will move in with her struggle mother in her mid 40s to early 50s. And then they'll live a life of two broke girls for the rest of their lives. It's, it's on and over and they'll be swapping sugar daddies the rest of their life. <laughs> they'll be swapping sugar daddies the rest of their life. She'll be on the, the, the mother will be on the, the uh, hunt for a retirement plan, which we're going to talk about later. And then the daughter will be on the hunt for sugar daddies hopping back and forth, living the life and being an Instagram star. And it'll be a whole damn shit show. <laughs> it'll be a survival tactic of who going to pay the rent, how much rent we going to piece together. And it'll be a disaster. Now let me switch it and just say, let's put, Two men in this situation struggle daddy where the father struggled and got divorced. And then you as man move in with your struggle daddy. How is society going to look at you? Hey, I live with my father. We're both struggling. He was a truck driver all his life. Now he's on disability. And then me, on the other hand, I'm out here. You know, I help him out just a little bit and I'm on my last leg financially. I got divorced and I live with my daddy. How? <laughs> it's not an option. Two broke ninjas. That's what it's going to be. It ain't a struggle mania. Shout out to Falcon Black. It'll be the odd couple. It'll be two losers. Two dusty ass dudes. <laughs> right? It don't work the same. Let's just say your father was down and out, divorced two or three times. He's an alcoholic and you're helping him through. And then you're doing your best and your daddy lives with you. You don't get no pass. All right. You don't get no pass. They'll be like, what kind of loser? Right. So this is not available to you, but it's available to them and they do it all the time. All right. And you'll see them even show themselves on Instagram. Me and my mama out at the club. Can you tell who's the difference between the daughter and the mama? They'll play all of these games to actually try to cover up for the fact that they're both losing in life. And they went back to a struggle decision. Uh, to make it through. What about moving with a boyfriend? So a lot of times you will find out a woman will ramp up her selection of a mate and wrap up her romanticism around the time that her lease is about to expire. Around the time where her roommates are about to evict her. Around the time where she doesn't want to pay the full amount of rent in her apartment and she's leveraging now potentially moving in with a man. Hey man, look, you know what? I got to now find a man because now I can move in and save a little bit more money. So she'll ramp up the romance. I need to find a man to do this. I need to find a man to do this. And she'll love the bomb the hell out of you. And she'll sex the hell out of your ass, which we call flooding you with sex. And then just move, just, just bring up the fact that we can move in together. Mm. Wouldn't it be great if 
Wouldn't it be great if we can move in and save money? Most of the time, if you investigate, you will find out she's about to get evicted. She's at the last few months of her lease. Um, uh, she's about to get kicked out by her roommates. Her mama's about to kick her out. She's ran out of uh, she's ran out of goodwill with her relative. And now she got to do the what? The one thing she can to bail out. Flood a dude with sex, love bomb you, and then move in with you. We make a great team. Yeah, right? We make a great team. Oh, we can move. We can, do, do you want to save money? We'll save money by moving in together. Now, that's a lie. She's going to spend up that extra money, bro. So do not fall for this. It is a bailout. What about this? Get married. <laughs> she can get married. Guys, you can't do this. You're struggling financially. You can't just say, well, I'll get married. Even to a broke woman, it won't matter. <laughs> I get married. So they could always say, I'll find a better guy. Love bomb the hell out of him. Tell him much, how much she loves him. And then you eventually walk her ass down the aisle and change her whole life. She can wait until age 40. Some women wait until age 50 and 60 and they pull this plan. They're constantly on the dating marketplace. And this is why women don't give up on dating, but men do. Why don't women give up on dating? You'll hear them at 60. I'm still looking for the best available option. Why? Because they can always get the winning lottery ticket, no matter what age they are. There's always a gump out here. There's always a low value man out here that will take somebody that will, uh, that is, um, that is, um, that's susceptible to love bombing and sex. And then he'll make a deal. Oh, I'll walk you down the aisle. You just saved her life. Men, you can't do this. And the last one, and the very last one of the bailouts that is available to you, that is available to her and not you, is divorce. So she can marry a man, love bomb the hell out of him, get him to a point, and then she says, I'm not happy. And then she divorces <laughs> the guy that she married. Whether it's the starter husband, the third marriage, no matter what, she knows she can always divorce the guy and get a little bit of money that can push her through the next five years, maybe 10, if, the, if she works it right, if she finesses him right, she can always divorce the man. There's always an out. So she can get married, lose 10 years of her valuable time, lose potentially her body by having a baby, but always at the end of it is a divorce. It's always a divorce. So these are all Bellas. Now, you don't have these at your the escape plan. They always have an escape plan. You have none of these, gentlemen. This is why you always have to make sure you're not the person that is victimized by any of these things. And just be, just to be frank, women don't do this to men because they hate men. They do these things to survive. They do these things to survive. And this is what life is about. See, we're making this a thing between men and women. But we have to understand is women have to survive. So they'll do whatever they need to do to survive. We also do things to survive as well. But oftentimes we are sometimes taking bullets and being stabbed for it. And or making a sex of amount of money or overworking ourselves. These are just survival tactics that doesn't make them evil. It doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make you need to hate them. It just makes you want to be aware of what's going on. And I'm just trying to make you aware of what goes on before you go out there and say, but she loves me, coach. You have to understand why they do things. It's to survive. Somebody says, can't take praying mantis. Yeah, you can't take the praying mantis purpose, uh, personally because many times 
You made the choice to do it. Many of these required you to make a choice to do it. So again, you got to take accountability for your part in this act. You got finessed, you fell for it, or you chose to go this way. You were a full participant. You were ignorant, and she took advantage of it. Okay, let's do the super chats here. By the way, <laughs> not all women do these things. If you can prove to me of the things that I said that not one woman has participated in, bring her forward. Bring her forward right now. Ladies, raise your hand or send me a feet picture. If you've never participated in one of these things that I've talked about, raise your hand or send me two feet pictures. <laughs> All right, here we go. Where is it? There's none. Summons her. Bring her forward to the coach. <laughs> All right, send me two feet pictures. All right, let's look at Zoe while I get ready for these super chats. She's going to explain everything that I talked about here in in woman leagues, woman ease. And my husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to fucking game. No, he's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. No. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor, one of the fucking two, and he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Clear as I want, shit. as many Chanel's, as many Gucci belts as I want, as many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, Facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever. And and I just want to add to this so the ladies can know I understand how it is, to, what it is to be a lady. Being a woman is very expensive. All right. You know, I can get away with wearing, and I make pretty good money, but I can get away with wearing t-shirts and shorts and vans, <laughs> and I don't give a damn, all right? My give a damn is busted on my appearance. Now, every now and then, I'll throw on some J's and all that stuff and get fresh to death and put my suit and shirt. It's very cheap to be me, all right? They call it shit shave in the bathe. That's all men have to do. Women got to do a whole bunch of other magic tricks, and they have to do it because if they don't do it, they're going to be broke as hell. <laughs> it costs a lot to be heard. Zoe talked about it. Hair, makeup, esthetician, vagina waxing, everything. So you guys got to watch out out there. It's not cheap to be them. And uh, whatever you do to move one in, your expenses are going to go through the roof. Where we at? Lucifer Ratzinger, number one fan in the building. Shout out to you, Raul. Good morning, coach. Let's have a good week and grind. Hit me with the you got to work shit. You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. Yeah, shout out to her, man. Lucifer Ratzinger back in the building again. Thank you, sir. I love that name. Pause. All right, shout out to Turnpike Tyrone. He says, we'll just caught, wait, we'll just cost all the cast and crew money for all those canceled movies because of his actions and as as you know men 
you can do one thing and affect millions of people or the one thing you do affects everybody. Typically, that's what we have to do as men. We have it tougher than women by far. All right. But they will say they have it tougher because they have to compete on the marital lottery landscape. All right. But we got to be the producers. All right. It's much tougher to produce than to come out here and peacock your way around the lottery system. All right. H. President Brown. I think female home ownership is due to them keeping the house in the divorce. He can't afford to buy another because he's still paying for the marital home she lives in. So I'm not sure because they said single women, but maybe divorced women do go in the single women category. So this might be true too. You can't underestimate that. Modern Pantry just ordered my copy of the free agent lifestyle. Shout out to the coach and the coach game changing the lives of men day after day. Salute. We're giving you the perspective. I give you reality over here. It's not, it's not, uh, what do they call it? Doom and gloom. Because what I say is actually played out on a daily basis. What you believe in, the hope strategy, is sold on a daily basis. And then you fall victim to my reality. Later on, Raul says, if I had a dollar for every time a girl posted their cash app on their birthday. Now, that's tacky. Mm. I've never seen that. That's tacky. Shout out to Lucifer again with the sunglasses emoji. Shout out to Major Leagues. There should be, wait, that should be your morning start off beat that you just played. Which one? All right, Joshua Frazier. Shout out to the coach gang. I'll catch the playback, get the likes up, and you better work, Mitch. Appreciate you, young Viking says your thoughts on the birth rate of Gen Z women. It's only a matter of time until they drive the good father away. Also, Chad and Tyrone will just dip most likely uh generation z birth rate is going to be in the gutter all right it's in the it's in the gutter we're beyond replacement rates but they got a plan for that they don't care about um they don't care about black folks or white folks for the most part you guys are done here in america i hope you guys know that they don't care about you um <laughs> i'm pulling my best i'm pulling my best kanye west shout out to abl in the building uh, they don't care about you guys. You know who they care about? Immigrants. That's where the new money is. Uh, the community, they are super duper done with y'all. I mean, they're they're done with y'all. They dropped the ball on handling the community from day one. Going back to reconstruction, they dropped the ball and they've been paying for it ever since. They're done. They, they don't see any value. I mean, they listen, I'm just speaking as a future tyrant um, and how I would organize the world. They're done. I mean, I would look at it from this. You know, I don't have any faith for humanity, so don't get mad at me and call me a sellout. I just think from the grand scheme of things in America, the way the formula would work and to keep this thing going, the community, they, they, they have an economic power that they fumble every single day. And then they come back and they act like there's no opportunity. You can't please them. It's, it's kind of like trying to please women. You can't please them. And then there's too many people that will do what? They'll produce less. So they're done. The immigrants trump the community right now. <laughs> I mean, it, this is a fact. They're bringing in people from the Ukraine that are poor as hell right now. And they'll jump over the community right now. They're giving them money. And there's only one way out of that. There's only one way out is you got to rise economically together, but that's not going to happen. I mean, people have been selling that uh, dream for about 60 years. It ain't going to happen. 
All right. And everybody knows it and America knows it. So they're done with them. China, who, and make no mistake about it. For the white people and the black people that are crying right now, listening to this. I just want to let you know that whoever takes over America and somebody will, it may not be tomorrow. It's going to happen. Economically, they're going to take over. It's not going to be militarily. It's going to be economically. Whoever takes them over, they won't care about any of your bullshit that you want to cry about right now. They don't care. I just want to let you know. They're not going to care about history or, or 400 years of slavery or white people being disenfranchised to push black people. You guys fumbled this bag on your own. They won't care. They will look at you like nothing, none of that happened. So whatever you're crying about right now, you can keep crying. <laughs> I'm just telling you because I have a tyrannical mind. You know what I mean? Or Elon Musk, Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos. When they have their plan for America, you ain't in it. You better get up, get out, and get something, right? Because they don't give a rat's ass. The immigrants are the new future of America. And we're talking about immigrants from everywhere. Europe, China, the lower southern uh, Central America. That's the future of America. I'm letting you guys know that that's the plan going forward. And not only that, they're pushing women up and they're really pushing them up because they need women to feel like they're contributing and have opportunity here. Because they do what? Uh, here's the evidence right here. If they push men up, this is why they, hold on for a second. What is that? Y'all was about to see some feet picture. I was about to share some feet picture out here. You know why they need women to push up and they're always pushing these right here. Women spend globally. $31 trillion in America. They have purchasing power between $5 trillion and $15 trillion. Women control 60% of all personal wealth in the United States. They have a control and influence over 85%. So this isn't a gender war. This is a agenda war, okay? And it will push us into either Marxism, Marxism socialism, communism, or all-out robots working for us. I'm just letting you know. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. But the plan is in effect, guys. Y'all better stop, get your tears out. All right, stop getting your tears out and go get yourself something. Oh, I didn't mention the African immigrants. But yeah, let me not leave out the African immigrants. Shout out to my Nigerian brothers with the slacks, the penny loafers, and the button-up shirt. Shout out to y'all brothers out there. They be coming out. You know my Nigerian brothers. I love y'all. They be coming out here kicking y'all's asses out here, man. I'm telling you, shout out to the Nigerian brothers out here that don't play nothing over here. Shout out, shout out to you brothers. Shout out to you brothers out here with the penny loafers. <laughs> All right. My Nigerian brothers over here. Shout out to BBM uh, Young Diesel. Women, He says women watch movies and TV paternity court where their husbands are subject to cuckery and they think it's normal, the programming is real, price is wrong. And Nigerian brothers don't care about you brothers out here, just so y'all know. <laughs> they about theirs and their family. They don't let them Nigerian sisters run out here like crazy. All right, shout out to Master Toast. The only way. Oh, but he was talking about, yeah, they do uh, see that. Again, this is plugged in people. They're watching paternity court, which these are all, 
These are all low-end people. All right, as you go to the family court, it's low-end people in are fighting. Ham and Eggers fighting over $500. <laughs> and I, yeah, I pay me $500, and he spent my $500. That's what the family court and paternity court and TV and family court be about. 500 bucks, which will add up to $6,000 a year. I mean, would, you, would you guys come with me on this one? Pause. You guys will fight over a child support payment of $500 a month and then use it as budget to make it through the month to month. It's $6,000. It's equivalent to $6,000. And y'all fighting each other tooth and nail. You guys are literally ripping your kids apart to shreds for $6,000 a month. I swear to God, if that's not low, if that's not poor and poverty mindset, I don't know what it is. You will break up your entire family for $6,000 a year. I can't even, it's, just think about it. But people don't think about it because you guys got broke chick economics. Men have broke chick economics. Well, if it's only $6,000, why don't you pay it? Well, to dice my kids up into pieces and sell them out to the government? Yeah, I'm not going to pay that. To see my kids every other weekend, to see my kids every other week. Why would it? guys? That's horrible. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's goofy. But hey, go ahead and be a ham and egger if you want. Oh, uh, am I supposed to haggle and negotiate, haggle and negotiate over that, Mister? I'm a haggle over two dollars worth of dog food. Well, I'm in a price match. I'm saving my two dollars. Every penny saved is a penny earned. Mm. I'm gonna make that back. In no time flat. Shout out to Master Toast. The only way to restore balance is to throw away the system, but it's only probably will lead to neo-traditionalism. Yeah, I, I think that ship is sailed. I think it's sailed because if we throw away this system, uh, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Harold Legermy says, Coach, I know Kay Links, you know her. Hello. Send her, send her to send her to the coach. Summons her. Uh, rational irrationality. CM Punk shopped at the junior college, age 42, and she's age 32. Shout out to, this is how far I'm back. Brian Taylor says, pay with me or emotional investment. Didn't we learn this from our guy, Butters? Guys, you're going to pay no matter what. There's no such thing as free. And as, as many times as you get it for free, at some point, you'll get caught. ETC ready to work. Had to double dip. Coach AJ Lee, feet, though coach is saying, I'll take a look at her feet. All right. Um, uh, Brian Taylor says, Houston man shot by X while dropping off child. Okay, that's that sure is a payment right there. You pay with your life sometimes, but uh, it's also death by simp. Men will get shot in uh, exchanging their child. And some man will gas themselves up to feel like they need to shoot the man. Often when the woman puts a battery in his back and then she's end up getting plowed in no time flat. And you're in prison and he's in jail. Or back, vice versa. Shout out to Dwayne Wayans in the building. Shout out to you for the co-sponsorship. I'm very far back. John HBW have a lawsuit. Wait, they have a lawsuit against Walden University. Well, again, I can't feel sorry for people who do stuff like this. You knew <laughs> that these... um. Uh, colleges and universities 
are preying on your need to take shortcuts in life. I'll get you a degree. Just pay me $35,000 a year. And these degrees are not recognizable. You can't go to any job and get a job. Uh, You can't go to any employer, employer and have them take this degree seriously. Now you're in debt steep for a non-accredited university, which are um, basically for-profit universities. And then you want to sue them, okay? Rational or rationality, he says, harlots are confusing. They really are. I can't read all of these. I'm trying to keep it family. They really are trash to be thrown out, but keep getting recycled and only worth the nickel you pay back. Price is wrong. Um, Well, what you're saying is, um, <laughs> oh boy, I could go in on that one. Raul says, shout out to all the delusional guys living like kings off of $3,000 in West Virginia. Boy, that conversation was uncomfortable. When we got to that, they were like, $3,000? I live like a king. I was like, where? Hey, guys, let me tell you something. As men, as men, I don't want you to feel like you need to be greedy. But when you understand economics, you have to understand you're going to need some more money. (laughs) Okay? So right now, you can live off that right now, but you're going to need some more money at some point just based off of inflation. See, what you're going to, what you don't know is, number one, the economic world's going to hover around you. You can't stay stagnant. This is a constantly moving system. You're going to need some more. And because inflation's going to arrive you're going to get a little older. You're not going to go into one, you know, you're not going to qualify to work where you work. You could get laid off. The housing bubble could burst. You're going to go need some more, bro. So go get some while you can. Then you can live off of a $3,000 a month budget. You can budget for that. Let's say you have $5,000 coming in and you live off $1,800. Yeah, but you're going to need some more. All right, uh, Lucifer is in the building. Thank you, sir. He's here in the building again. Thank you for contributing today. Moron says, morality is an individual action that impacts the whole. Everyone has a moral morality by spectrum. There is an optimal, op, sorry, there's an optimal morality that brings the most positive outcomes. Karma works to bring balance. So yeah, we have to figure out what our morality is and what it's based off of. Uh, for the most part, we got to figure that out. All right, but sometimes people will try to make you moral to take advantage of you. You got to find that too. Raul says, Coach, I rewatched ATL last night and they were calling the only rich dude that made it out of the hood a sellout. I was staring Martin Luther Lee SF. That would be called crabs in a barrel. So sometimes you get penalized by not doing broke chick economy, right? Or economics. So you, instead of trying to finesse the system, you actually say, forget it. I'm going to make my way out of it. And then they find words for you. Sell out uncle Tom, you Oreo. These are all terms of endearment. I love those terms. Please call me more. It shows me I'm doing the right thing. Okay. Because I'm not doing it like you. I see how you're doing it. I do it the opposite way and you give me wonderful names. I love them. And it forces me to shuffle. 
I say, great, I'm doing it the right way. I'm going to celebrate by shuffling. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man, what, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Anytime I hear that, I celebrate. Oh, good, look. Somebody else rewarding me for not doing it the way they're doing it. Let's go shuffle. <laughs> All right. Uh, younger, unretired, no cap, broke XX is curving me when I can change their life. Now, that is where you really get, see, <laughs> that's when you really know. Uh, you know what I mean? She, she looking at you. The one thing that she has is the advantage of attention. It's hard for men to not look at women. So no matter who she is, if she works at McDonald's, we're going to look at her tail or we're going to look at her bust. And so thus, then she has the appearance that she has advantage over you because you're lusting after her. And then what does she do? She leaves that and then she goes back to her reality, which is brokenness. Now, when you're a guy that has something about yourself, you go, wow, wow, you curved me. But, you know, it's not always about money with them. But in the end, it is about money with them. Uh, they sometimes will save face. When they jump and they busted up uh, 84 month, $400 a month uh, Nissan Altima with three hubcaps, all right, un, uh, it's their expired tags on it, and then they ain't had a car wash in three weeks. And then you jump in your ride, and they still they still will actually want to save face. <laughs> I would try to look like, God dang, girl, I could change your life. I could change your life, but anyway, I don't want to change your life. See, I got to the point where I don't even want to change their life. I'm like, look, you can turn me down. I actually love when women turn me down. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here, Lucifer back in the building. Thank you, sir. Joe Smith. Someone called the ASPCA on that lady. All right, I don't even know what that is. What is the ASPCA? And I don't even know what clip, but I'm sure if I look up the ASPCA, it is the, oh, the uh, the pet cruelty one where she was actually um, having dinner with her dog. Mr. Palmer is in the building. Shout out to you. Salute my brother. Go subscribe to Mr. Palmer's channel. The Undisputed Man. Whoa, mega pause, coach. Price is wrong. Boy, uh, I don't remember what I said. We just going to forget about that. Brown says, shout out to the coach and the coach gang. Stay hustling, fellas. I'm still out here buying up these crypto dips. FYI, Post Shane is not out yet. Don't get scammed. All right, be careful. Jits World Tats Morning Coach Demetrius Thomas here. Tish Cyrus filed for divorce from Billy Ray Cyrus after 30 years of marriage. Guys, this marriage game is no joke. This marriage game is no joke. I want you to really pay attention. It is a great transfer of wealth scheme. Okay. Um, I don't know why you would get divorced after 30 years. It doesn't make sense, but economically it does make sense she's getting out while the getting is good don't be that guy because you're going to get blindsided by this type of divorce i i think the, i think the lord above or the most high or allah or whoever you want to pray to i think god that my ex-wife went cray cray like she did when she did or i was like she got out under the 10 year mark in uh, california she she got out on, on time in which I did not have to pay lifetime alimony. She got out. I was under 40. Man, she did me a big favor. She got out while I was physically fit. I was in my peak conditioning. I didn't even have gray in my beard yet. 
I got out and I can recoup the losses in the divorce. When you get divorced after 30 years, you're done. All right, shout out to Brits Clown Coach. We need, we're going to need the uh, memory wipe for men in black for that one. Yes, I know, man. Y'all didn't hear me say that. Do not clip that. We support you, coach. Sometimes I mess up. East Coast Kevin, the house, Sean, he says, glad I subscribed to this channel. Saw my uncles go through dating single motherism. It's scary. Yep, and uncles will tell you, ain't nothing wrong with dating a single mom. Hey, on, on face value, ain't nothing wrong. But there's a great principle wrong with that, guys. I mean, I cannot. I cannot bring myself to that. No, it does not make sense at all. All right, just think of being a step-granddaddy, all right? Three generations removed from a bloodline, and you're a step-granddaddy. Nope. It doesn't make sense. Purple Hay says, so did Tom Brady marry the highest-paid model? Yes, he did. You can find every model, and they got a sob story of being passed around by billionaires. It's not a pretty sight. Not all. But a lot of them do. And a lot of young women get out of modeling because of that very thing. All right. Photographers and modeling agencies and billionaires hovering around the model scene and being girls that got painted up for Playboy models to try to get ahead. And they might have had to suck some seed to get to the next. Look, the whole Harvey Weinstein thing was exactly that. Well, I wanted to work my way up for this role and I had to suck some seed. Guys, it's part of the industry. The casting couch has been legendarily part of the industry. Now you look at Hollywood now, it's a farce because no good women are sleeping away to the top, pause. It's all collapsed. They changed everything and how it worked. Look at Playboy magazine. It's now run by women. Look at Maxim magazine. It's now run by women. And what happened to it? Okay, nobody want to look at it because they're putting, we should put this type of people on. And then they put them type of people on and everybody I mean, it is what it is. All right. Um, Formula says uh, uh, XXs filing this. Wait, XXs are filling district attorney jobs so they can alter the real domestic violation statistics. If the district attorney doesn't prosecute XXs for domestic violations, then the numbers can be altered. Uh, this is true, too, guys. A lot of these things that uh, they're putting themselves in position um, to strategically dominate it is a chess move out here and no amount of men bickering and crying and protesting is going to change it i don't know if you've witnessed it but in the last 30 years um there's been a great effort to put people into power positions like district attorney media politics and those combinations of things over 10, 20, 30 year period can get you to the point where now they can control you, censor you, cancel you, penalize you, uh, make sure you're positioned out of jobs. Same thing happened in terms of middle management positions in the community. They've given the power to women and then employed them at greater numbers than men because they sometimes fill double quotas, thus giving them power to control who's hired in these jobs. So therefore, not only are you penalized once, you're penalized twice over a 30-year period. So a man that is a man of color gets penalized because he doesn't fill a double quota. And then somewhere down the line, these women then get to control who gets employed. So they penalize you twice. 
Same thing as the media. They can penalize you twice. They keep you out of the job. And then they can later control the narrative on what's proper to say and what's not. Right? So this is a very strategic system that pe people have uh, done this to lower scale countries. Like, uh, for instance, yeah, we're going three hours today. I apologize. For instance, the things that are being implemented in our country have already been implemented in third world countries when we take them over, when we colonize them. We actually use these as strategies to divide and conquer them. So now we're using it on our own people so much so that we're divided amongst great levels in lengths. So where we would never unify. We could never unify because men are against women. Women are against men. Uh, blacks are against whites. Whites are against blacks. And uh, immigrants are against Americans. Americans are against immigrants. Crips are against bloods. Bloods are against Crips. Vice lords are against GDs. GDs are against vice lords. Um, Democrats are against the Republicans. Republicans are against Democrats. Corp uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you call them? Um, liberals are against conservatives. Conservatives are against liberals. Okay. It's, it's, we're too divided. We're divided amongst baseball teams. All right. The Angels are against the Dodgers. The Dodgers against the Angels. So, uh, you know, skinny people are against fat people. Fat people are against skinny people. It's divide and conquer. I mean, if aliens dropped in right now, you will have half the population supporting the aliens and half that won't. If the Russians or the Chinese people came in, half of the people will support the Chinese, half people won't. They don't care about America like that no more. <laughs> and they know this works because they've done it in these smaller countries already. And it's working against us. So, it, you know, I, I just, I listen, I'm not trying to unify you. I just do, I just warn you. I just warn you of what's going to be our downfall. Uh, the mask people, are against the unmasked people. The VAC people are against the unvacked. They do this every year. Matter of fact, as soon as they let you forget about it, then they bring up a new trauma, and then they get you divided and arguing over that because then they got you off the VAC and the mask, and now they got y'all on Supreme Court justice. Now they got you on, um, now they got you on other stuff, right? <laughs> they get you divided. Yeah, they oh, the trans thing, and should you say gay in Florida? Y'all always arguing over stuff and they don't, you all don't realize that they doing this on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Putin versus Zelensky. Yeah. That whole argument. Oh, you're a Russia supporter. What happened late a year ago? We were arguing over VAC and a year before that we were arguing over masks. We don't even argue over that no more. Now we're arguing if you're a Russian sympathizer or you Will Smith, the slap against Will Smith. They got y'all arguing over everything. Jesus. But anyway, I'm about the free agent lifestyle. Forget all that. <laughs> Shout out to Juan Pomerius, or whoever said that you're hard on black XXs acts like black XXs aren't, XXs aren't hard on us. So who gives a flip? Go harder on these 304s, coach. <laughs> oh, man. He going hard. Uh, yeah, man, I think uh, anybody who's grown up in the community knows when you're a young man, you get pushed around by black women. I mean, come on, man. I know everybody want to claim like they alpha and they had it all put together. You get pushed around hard in the community. I'm not saying you should take it personal or anything like that, but your first 20 years of life, you get pressed. You get pressed.
in the hood. So it's it's pretty hard to grow up around that because sometimes you don't know that there's this real world out there, that that's not reality because they will keep it to where you're ignorant of what's happening out in the real world, all right? And as soon as your ass go look, oh, you Uncle Tom, you sell out, you they crab in the barrel your ass. But when you get a sense of there's another option out here than to deal with that BS, because not only do you get pressed, and we're not talking about, we're not talking about press where they, let's put it like this. You get pressed on the fact that you grew up with a single mother and that's pushed, that agenda is pushed. And then that agenda is pushed that, well, if you want to date, you can only got single mothers out here. No, I don't. I can go to Columbia. I can go to Philippines. I can go to another state. I can move to Idaho. Oh, you, you sell out, you uncle Tom. Soon as you figure out there's another way and you don't figure this out until you're 20. Right, you get pressed hard in the black church where they're pushing feminism hard on you. Feminism is the grassroots area of, of the community, or the community is the grassroots area of feminists. You get pressed. And then don't talk about dating. Dating is rough. If you ain't that dude, you get pressed. Oh, it's bad. They call you ashy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you ain't even ashy. You like, I ain't even ashy. Blacky, dirt. I mean, they call you all kinds of things. If you're short, don't be short. If you ain't the hood dude, the, you know, they do it now where they talk about the nine to fiver scammer or drug dealer. If you are in between age 13 and 20, whoo, and you ain't that dude, you ain't getting a damn thing in the hood for real. And what happens is if guys don't know there's a other choice, they will get stuck in that. I encourage men to flee the community like crazy. Yeah, if you're not an athlete, oh, forget about it. And even if you are, don't ride the bench. Oh, my God. They will, Jesus Christ. It's it's hard. They they. I think of all the men, of all the black men get treated very roughly in their first few years, first few de decades in life. Very rough. Although men in general get treated very rough. Don't be a nerd black guy. Don't be a black guy that like comic books. Oh, my God. You like comic books? You play the guitar? You play a real instrument? <laughs> you play the tuba? You're going to get rolled, Rick rolled. It's over for you from the beginning. You watch wrestling? You watch wrestling? Done. You you pronounce your E's and your R's? Mm. Rap. You immediately cast out as a non-touchable item. All right, shout out to you. All right. You read? You read? You read books? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, let's get, get on with the show. Uh, an ancient... Man says, stock food, stock cash, the inflation will eat your dollars. Prepare now. Yeah, man, you're, you can never have enough right now. There, you can never have enough. Do not get comfortable in this country. All right, Simon Small in the building. The real ATM, I literally just drove, uh, left a drive-thru and went to a less busy drive-thru because my time is worth more. I cannot sit in drive throughs for 30 minutes. Not me. Not me at all. I can't do it. But people will trick off their time uh they figure time is a better thing to pass around time is can't be replaced blue baggins looks like billy ray cyrus's wife is i'm the 
how much you think it will cost him. I'm going to look it up. All right, Eric Powell, Broke Chick Economics is a basis, is the basis of dysfunction. Ghetto-nomics, he calls it. <laughs> All right. I believe he says ghetto-nomics. Yeah, ghetto-nomics for sure. And they will, they will encourage you to do this. They'll be like, oh, man, you ain't got to do that. All you got to do, there's a program you got to apply for. You could go over here. I want you guys to remember sometimes, if you grew up in, in, in dysfunction, Go look back at how dysfunctional your economics was. You will realize that that was the problem. It wasn't race. It wasn't, it was, it was, it was the attitude towards the economics that, that created the problem. Go back and look. Many of you lived in places where your electricity was constantly getting cut off or they had to put the electricity in the kids' names. Now, that set your ass back a good seven years in life, in your adult life. There was constantly this struggle economically, and we were always trying to find out the reason why. It was because of our approach to economics. That's the bottom line. <laughs> um, shout out to MM. It's Music Coach. He says, my girl's birthday is tomorrow. You can shout out Karen. He says, can you shout out Karen in that monkey double backflip? Hey, you're going to get some peace leave. Shout out to Musy out here. He's going to get some monkey double backflips from Karen. Shout out to her. Uh, shout out to California 420 says Fact Factory. We, we spitting facts out here. All right, Edward Harvey, I'm 25, living with my parents and make 22000 as a city employee. I'm not even ashamed, to be honest. Do what you do out here, man. Hey, look, you're good. 20, wait, you said 25? 25. Uh, just to be honest with you, Generation Z has it harder economically than ever. Uh, you guys have been the victims of the 2008 bailout. You guys have also are paying for people didn't realize this. They said we're leveraging our future when we do this bailout thing. But you guys voted for it because you're broke. All right. But um, you took your you took your STEMI check. You took all of this. They said back then that this is going to affect future future generations. And you can thank the baby boomers mostly for that and Generation X. All right, for doing this catastrophe, going out there being selfish, trying to get mech mansions like crazy, playing interest only and no principle. And then when that adjustable rate kicked in, y'all couldn't pay and y'all got foreclosed on trying to live the American dream instead of going out there and work. But that's neither here or there. Now, Generation Z is feeling the effects of this because now they can't go out there and afford to live. They can't never buy no house. They ain't never going to buy no house. So y'all going to live in apartment boxes the rest of your life. All right. Or live with your parents. They can't afford to leave. The realities of getting a degree and supporting yourself is gone. That's that ship is sailed. <laughs> All right. That ship is sailed. All right. Many of people can earn more without a degree. All right. But even if you have a degree, you got student loan on your ass for the next 30 years. OK. Many Gen Z ain't even having kids. They can't even leave their parents house. So we already leveraged their future, and they told you that that's what's going to happen, and we're seeing the results of it now. Just wait till three generations from now. But all you need to do is vote for Biden to get us out of this hole. All right? But you guys have short memories. You guys have some short-ass memories, for real. You guys don't even remember the, uh, you guys don't even remember COVID-19. That's been a distant memory, and you'll forget so much so that when you see the gas prices rise up and hyperinflation, you'll blame the war in Russia. Short ass memories, man. Like y'all took two years off in life. Y'all in 2008 leveraged y'all entire future to pay some bank people, some banker salaries after they predatory lended on your ass. 
All right. And you never, you never blame the right people. Instead, you move on in life, you forget, and then something happens and you act like something caused that. There was an immediate cause to that. It was Trump's fault. It was Biden's fault. No, it wasn't. We've been in trouble for a long time. We've been in trouble for a long time. All right, shout out to Tyler Kearns. Appreciate you. Joe Jones says women make 100K, still want a man to make 150K so she can spend your money. So that's been a problem too. That's been a big time problem. Um, let me see here. Eugene Morgan, I get X, X is not evil or bad. He says, and they don't do it because they hate us. But I'm convinced now more than ever that there is something good that comes from them. <laughs> Nothing. All right, boy. Boy, oh boy. I'm catching up. Yes, I am. Uh, the thing about hypergamy is that uh, you call it hypergamy. It is true. Uh, women who make more money tend to then want men who make more money uh, uh, in the grand scheme of things that doesn't work out. All right. That's not going to work out for them as a strategy. In fact, if, if women are making more money than ever, they're obviously going to price themselves out of the marriage and dating marketplace. I actually did an article written by a woman that actually explained that the more college, the more educated and the more money you make, the less chances of you finding a mate. I did a great stream on that. Don't ask me which one it is because I do too much content as it is. All right. But uh, you price yourself out of the marketplace. It, it's actually worse for you then it is better, but you have more control of your own money. So do you, boo. All right, shout out to Lucifer back in the building. User, unknown user, paying my due CGA. I watch all of your speeches from the 21 convention over the weekend. You're aspiring. You're an inspiration to us all. Very few men left. Real men, he says. Men and women need this cold heart truth. Thanks. Nah, y'all don't want no truth, do y'all? Shout out to the actual King Smith. Too late on that pause moment earlier in the stream. <laughs> Y'all going to hold me to that pause. Lucifer says facts. The Chinese Asians own a lot or the intellectual manufacturing of America now. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, we're highly dependent on China in terms of our import exports. They're dependent on us as well. But as we're speaking, they're buying up farms, land, et cetera. Bill Gates is buying up farms and land. You guys are going to find out when it's too late. And you guys are arguing over very small stuff. All right, this is why I don't get into these Mickey Mouse debates. I, I just basically tell the truth and move on. All right, but you guys want to argue over stuff on an emotional level, and it has nothing to do with it. There was a time in real estate when I was working in real estate where there would be buses of Chinese immigrants that would come in from China, and they would be spending money that they would be able to get in terms of a savings tax that the government was giving them. They would come in here to Newport Beach in Orange County in tour buses. With Asian, uh, would be Asian speaking, any uh, Asian real estate agent that could speak whatever they, you know, Mandarin or Cantonese, and they would be buying up stuff, bro. Buying it up. They bought up so much property here that it goes, um, no one lives in it. Or they might find a renter. No one lives in it. And they're doing this all over the country. Now, I'm not saying this is that they're evil. They're taking advantage of you ham and egger, knuckle dragging, mouth breathing, arguing over everything Americans who are lazy, who say, I'll live off $300,000, I mean $30,000, or I live off the government, or I'll get free money, I'll get married. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're taking advantage of you because you think, uh, you're thinking very selfishly, and everybody's thinking grand scheme. 
And when they start impacting the farming agricultural industry, when they start impacting oil, when they start impacting trade, when they jam up the supply chain, you guys are going to start trying to find someone to blame. And then you typically will blame Americans. Uh, no, blame yourself. Blame yourself because they're taking advantage of your ignorance. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you got to take this L. <laughs> you guys are openly selling off to people who aren't American and you guys have no, you guys don't care. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Shout out to John Ellison. The, the quote, black men were there is fact or is it fact? He says, that's why nobody talked to her. And he says, look at her arm. She's an A cup. That's why she's recording bent over. Oh man. The black girl over there, girl. Yeah. The black men were there, girl. Uh, black men are typically expected to take lower in product on the dating marketplace. There is often a push for black men to be the rescue guy. I, I find it offensive. I find it offensive. There's nobody else that is expected to do this. Let me play this clip. Let me show you. There's a funny clip here that I'll show you uh, of a woman actually trying to do this in a somehow poetic way to convince you to do something stupid like this. I respect any man who can heal a heart didn't break and raise a child he didn't make that's that's despicable i respect any man who can heal a heart he didn't break and raise a child he didn't make wow wow i respect any man who can heal a heart he didn't break and raise a child he didn't make that's unreal that, that is unreal. That propaganda is unreal. And she's trying to say it. Oh, I respect any man. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> My God. That's despicable. How does that make sense, bro? Shout out to Young Viking. He says, Coach, you remember the ITT Tech and Mount Everest commercials, man. I'm glad I grew up in the 2000s. Yep. ITT Tech and Mount Everest. And you could make your own job. You can make your own schedule. And it's oftentimes they often preyed on certain types of people. Guys, you guys are used to sometimes kindling, uh, kindling to um, finance people, and then they run off with your money. Lucifer came in and dropped two 15s. We're going to give you he, – he dropped some more. He dropping more. We gave you a sponsorship today. Shout out to Bakari Leary. Bakari Leary, peace, quiet, and freedom, living the free agent lifestyle has been the best five years of my life and my life too. It has freed me up. It has freed me up, but there's a lot of people looking for – bailouts and shortcuts in life and take your L when it doesn't work. Uh, modern man, shout out to the coach gang. I just had a couple of junior college girls check me out at the gym, saw them getting in the Hyundai. I winked, put on my sunglasses and burned rubber in my new truck. Keep us out of there, girls. Uh, when it comes to, yeah, man, <laughs> tell them in, enjoy life. And when they get to that gas station, they're going to be looking at somebody to Help them finance that gas. Ty says, don't apologize for these long streams. Keep them coming. All right, I'm trying. Shout out to Lucifer in here. Man, he sponsored today's show. Thank you, brother. He in here laughing. He got me got emojis. Christopher Serdat, social media is all about turning eyeballs into money. We engineers figured it out back in 2012 that the best way to do this was to pit people against each other. Social media is industrializing tribalism. Yeah, so social media, whether you like it or not, is has led to 
has, has led to not a great result. But if you're a social media person, you can make money. I mean, that's the reality of it. Uh, engineers have figured it out. Remember the first time you heard of the word algorithm? I first heard of that back in, you know, my space days, but people have been talking about algorithm for a couple of decades now. They figured it out that they can control you via the message. Just watch the movies, The Social Network. The social network in which they tell you based on who who you align with, based on how you fill out your profile, based on the things that you like, they can disseminate a bunch of information to you and hide it from a bunch of other people to get you getting information that other people aren't getting. And then you come in believing that this group is ignorant because they don't have the same information as you. How did you miss it? Millions of people saw and liked exactly what I saw. You missed it. Well, they got the opposite message on their end. And believe it or not, you're the commodity. They give you these things for free. And they sell you. They sell your information, your data. They sell you products and, and all of that stuff. They sell you advertisements. They sell you everything. You're the commodity here. You're what's being sold. Uh, Will S is in the building. Is this Will Smith? Shout out to you, but it's just Will S. S. Somebody said social media hasn't ruined anything. No, I mean, it just, it just put us in this position that we're in for, for the most likely. All right. Uh, Eugene Morgan, that's me, nerd, black guy from the community and wrestling fan. All friends I had growing up are crabs in a bucket, friends. So, yeah, I'm generally screwed up from the trauma, LOL, but. I got money. Yeah, you will be traumatized from this particular uh thing here. I'm getting the I'm getting the um notifications regarding uh Billy Ray Cyrus's divorce. But yeah, it's gonna be tough on you. And then what they're gonna say is this is what they're gonna say. Boy, we reached a three-hour mark. <laughs> All right, and I'm getting closer here. But what they're gonna say is typically these men who grow up struggling in, in the community on the dating marketplace is um Later on, you'll be the men that couldn't get girls in high school. Uh, you're traumatized by not being able to go to prom. And they'll say, well, you're the ones out here doing monk, MGTOW, red pill content. Oh, just because you got rejected in high school and you couldn't get girls. Well, that's not really dealing with the situation here. I mean, that is there's some truth in that. There's some truth in that for many men. However, can we deal with the reality of that truth? Can we deal that? Can we deal with a lot of the women make bad decisions about men and ultimately then come to you after the fact to clean up the bullshit? And men get frustrated by that. These were the same women calling you a scrub. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is the kind and get no love from me. And then then these men become somebody, an engineer doctor. And then guess what? They either call you a sellout or they say you should clean up the bullshit. Now, there's a major deal there. Yeah, those guys should be frustrated. We can't then just put them down and say, well, those guys are losers just because you can't get girls in high school. Well, it's a reason. They're obviously trying to get girls now, and women are saying, oh, you're such a good man. You should take me out on dates. Where's the one video um, that I showed the other day? Boy, we're going to reach a, a record stream today. Uh, this woman right here. Shout out to Counselor's Instagram. Go follow the brother. This is his most recent post. I'm going to turn up the volume. Wait a minute. Why is it not playing? 
Can y'all hear it? Oh, it ain't playing? It's not playing in my ear. Oh, there it is. Oh. My phone? My my phone's not connected to my... um. That's interesting. So, apologize for that. But anyway, these are the women that say, I'm no longer doing wifely duties to men that just clap these cheeks and run. Now I'm going to raise the price for the next men. Well, there's a problem. Those guys ain't clapping the cheeks no more for free. They ain't going to deal with you. So the guys that want to deal with you, now you're going to charge them double and triple charge them when you're 30 and 35 and 40. I wasn't the one that clapped your cheeks and rant. Well, I was, but these guys weren't. (laughs) So why they got to pay for the last dues that you gave your body to for free or for somewhat free? Why I got to pay? Well, I got to pay double and triple. Uh, shout out to Lucifer says, Facts Coach, I remember back in the 80s, we were all eating the silver canned food with the black pig on it and box rice and block cheese. All of it came in a box every week. And those paper EBTs, you completely write about the hood. One thing you guys don't realize is that a lot of you will grow up in these hood environments and you guys accept these things as normal only to figure out as an adult how much you missed out in life. And what you will do is you'll penalize people whose parents made a proper decision about raising you, more or less. Like, you know, you guys choose to be single mothers and single fathers, by the way. You guys choose broken homes. So um, let's go back to what I was saying. Some kids don't have to go through this and you'll call them spoiled, privileged, white privileged, uh, uh, you know, uh unfair opportunities were given to you, blah, 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 blah. Right down the line, you missed all the field trips. You missed family vacations. Do you ever remember going on a family vacation when you were growing up in the hood? You never went on a family vacation. You missed field trips to school. You sat in the office all day. Your whole damn class went on the field trip because it was $20 to go on the field trip, 20 extra dollars or $5 to pay for the sack lunch. And your mama said, we ain't got it. Sit your ass in the office all day. You running, getting attendance slips from the office all day. Hey, aren't you supposed to go to sixth grade science camp? Oh man, I didn't go. Why you didn't go to sixth grade science camp? Man, you know, I missed the bus. You had to come up with some damn excuse as why you didn't go. Guys, a lot of us grew up like that. And then you missed out on great opportunities to learn. You could miss out on great opportunities to bond. You missed out on situations that were normal for most kids. Then you missed out on homecoming, the prom, all of that bullshit because you were afraid to ask your single mother for the extra money for the tuxedo or the extra money that everybody was putting in for the limousine, the extra money it cost for the little bouquet of flowers and all of that bullshit. Okay? You missed out on athletic opportunities because your mama couldn't pay for the high school athletic fee. Come on, man. Don't get me start preaching. <laughs> okay. Typical opportunities that most kids take for granted. Many people didn't do it or you had the church raise for the extra money. <laughs> okay. This is stuff that people grow up with. And then they miss out on these things and they wonder why everybody else is ahead of them. It's a greater thing. It's all boils down to economics. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's 
Here we go. Shout out to Sun Lee rising in the building. Some people are afraid of this truth. I'm not blaming anyone, but this people, people make this, they, they make you become accustomed to this lifestyle. You got to literally break out of this type of lifestyle because it's basically trying to just take advantage of people. Sun Lee rising in the house says victory. Yes, indeed. All right. Mr. Nonchalant says only in the community can a young man get pressed hard by a subpar. He says mud duck. I'm not got it. He says I'm, I was treat treated like Marvin the Martian and still do get along more than fine with, wait, I get along more than fine with women from other groups though. It's a real situation. I find myself, you know, because I'm a shorter black male. All right. All my life I've been short. Okay. That's been a problem in the community. Now it also is a problem in other races, but it's, it's somewhat less of a problem. I've had somewhat less of a problem. Although there's a case to be made that you don't get the best looking chicks in any race, unless there's always exceptions to the rules to that though. Unless you have great confidence, unless you have a little bit more money, unless you're an outgoing personality. Yeah, there's exceptions to the rule in that. So not all short guys, short black guys or short guys of any race are going to be completely out. It's going to be tougher. But when I'm in the community with black women, it's a no across the board. I mean, on site. It's a no on site, as opposed to when I'm with other communities, it's not a no on site. I'm actually have to beat them away. Now, it's a yes on site when they're 40, right? When they're 40, 39, 36, two-time baby mama, 50, 52, working at the DMV, looking like somebody's gorilla, lost gorilla, and now she's trying to hit on me. Hey, you're cute. You're handsome. Now it ain't no problem. Now it's now it's fair game. Now it's I'll give you a chance. Now it's hey, you looking kind of good. Hey, we could be a power couple. Hey, now it's on on site. <laughs> so it's it's a real it's a real issue. It's a real issue. And then these people find themselves mad at me for not picking them up in the Porsche. I'm like, baby, you can't fit in the Porsche. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm not putting you in this car. I'm not about to help you out when you're about to twist the kneecap trying to get out of this damn thing. All right. It's a hard car to get in and out of. All right. So anyway, I'm not, I just don't want to labor you with this information here or this position. What are we doing here? Shout out to everybody. Where are we at? Uh, <laughs> Lucifer Ratzinger. Thank you, brother, for being here. What did you, you dropping off a wallet today. Good Lord. Have mercy. You sponsoring the show for everybody who can't. All right, Eddie says, remember the stepdad trailer from Disney? Again, a little bit of programming that people then said, well, you guys are going too far. Shout out to Relusa for, for the 50. For the 50. Rod Glyph been looking at first world women overseas. I barely see single moms, overweight women. XX is, uh, he said, tattoos, nose rings, and rainbow hair, free agent going overseas. Yeah, I, it's not an option for me, and it's okay. Uh, there's more people to deal with. You don't have to deal with that type of stuff. But unfortunately, these people follow trends and are programmed. And then they do these things and then they want us to overlook them afterwards. And it's not working out for them, guys. I'm just letting you know, don't feel bad about overlooking them. It's not working out for them. All right. People typically don't pick them just on face value. Lucifer Ratzinger, Facts Coach, I couldn't go to 4-H and 
Rock Eagle and Camping Resort. I hate my bum-ass single cook, coach. I think you mean bum-ass single mother. <laughs> All right. Uh, but realize she went through the same thing, too. And a lot of, a lot of, the, um, a lot of this stuff is plantation-type po- politics that we're exposed to even to this day. And then people will say, you don't need all that stuff. You don't need to go to all that stuff. Well, I mean, there's a case you can make for that. But to penalize the child for your adult decisions is not fair. And we do that way too much. And then we will then grow up and say, all of these people had privilege. All of these people were spoiled. Oh, you know what we'll always do, also do, is that we'll make people restart their lives instead of giving them an advantage, right? And so what we'll do is say, well, when the kid's 18, I had to work at a liquor store. So you need to work at a liquor store. When I was 18, I had to bag groceries. So you had to bag groceries. Now, what you're doing is you can't support them anymore and you need their money for rent. But what you will say is, what you will say is, since they're still living with you, you need to start where I started. Now, I don't agree with that. I understand what you're saying. It's a learning thing, but you probably had to go to work because you needed the money. If you give them a lifestyle, which they don't need to do that, and you want to teach them a learning experiences, there's other way to teach them a learning experiences. But to tell people they got to start over at life because you had to have a hard life is ridiculous. I'm going to make your life hard because my life was hard. I mean, how aren't you supposed to give your kids something better? (laughs) But no, you struggle. So the kid got to struggle. And then you make these young black kids, mostly, or kids everywhere, start over in life because you made dumbass decision after dumbass decision after dumbass decision. And when they got to an adult, you had nothing to pass on to them. You had no information to give them. And all you got is struggle for them to inherit. And now they working at the corner store like you worked at the corner store. And they're going to start over in life all from the beginning. So, <laughs> uh, Wizard X says ghetto tales, childhood trauma triggered. <laughs> oh my goodness. We got people that need to go to counseling at the end of this one. You got to go to counseling at the end of this session. Mr. Fourth Quarter in the building, he says, we have figured out women's imperative and now they want to move the goalposts. Men don't complain and stay the same and wonder why they flake. For real. I I always tell men the best way out of your frustration in the dating marketplace is to go get some more money. That's going to give you a whole different levels of choices. If you want to try to convince women to date broke dudes because you're a good guy, you're going to you're going to struggle out here. They're never going to do that. And the worse the economy gets, they're never going to do that. You want to have leverage. And the only way to leverage as a man is money. Period. You can leverage out. Now, does that mean you're going to get models? No, but you sure can afford to get a model <laughs> on an off day. She likes shit. On, it's a Tuesday. I'll take $1,000. All right. Shout out to uh, somebody said, unless you're Pookie, but you don't want to be Pookie. Pookie got STDs. And Pookie gets low-hanging fruit. So by the time you understand that when you get money, you would never bang a chick that Pookie bangs. You don't want to be Pookie. Shout out to Don Javier. 
Uh, Got to tell these 304s, a la Verga, coach, a la Verga. I'm not sure what that means. All right, shout out to you. Uh, Co-Kid Chaz says, Coach Gang Amadeus in the building. Indeed, Lucifer Ratzinger closes it out. He closes out the stream. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all, man. I'm going to need to take a break. I'm going to go walk my dog. She probably didn't peed all up in the crate. All right. She's like, man, you're going to leave me here for three hours. I'm about to tear up everything. All right. She didn't tore up my whole garage. She didn't pissed on the Porsche. All of that. He says, yeah, coach, but they love Pookie. Let them have him. Hey, Pookie, y'all can have all the straggle daggers y'all want or all the struggle chicks or whatever it is out here and all the wives. Appreciate y'all for being here. We're going to end it off with this lady right here. And we'll be back this afternoon a little bit earlier because I got an event tonight in the next couple of nights. We out. My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight. And I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling.